0: Welcome back to No Beer Left Behind. I am Brian. Here this evening with the one, the only Frank from Austin. Frank, how are you doing, buddy? Doing well, Brian. How are you? Killing it. I mean, just absolutely doing life. Um, you are <laughs> just straight up texting into the webcam, no, not even trying sorry, to hide sorry. it. My word. Sorry,
1: sorry. <laughs> you know, it's it's. I, I know we spoke about this before the cast. F- folks out there, we're gonna start the cast a little different than brew review this time. It's Christmas season think about others before you think about yourself so give give to people that need we have a lot of people in this country that need help we have a lot of people that can't provide for their kids the Christmas that they want to hell they can't even provide the things that those kids need so if you find someone help them Um, what I was just doing is we we found a family that we're inclined to really want to assist so I was just sending it to people that I know accidentally dropped my phone in front of the camera (laughs) but (laughs) Um, Yeah. It's, you know, it's important. It's, 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 it's what the season is about. It's not about the PlayStation five, the Xbox one series X or whatever you're trying to obtain. Those things are always there. We have people literally out there drowning. They have no idea what they're going to do next week for food or, you know, how their kid can leave the house without Mm -hmm. a coat, you know, help. Those are the people that is what Christmas is about. It is not about you. It is about you know providing room at the end, and we all need to remember that.
0: Boom, so. hell yeah, that's good. I I can't fault you for blatantly texting in front of the webcam for that. I mean that's, that's a good enough reason. I don't know. Have you? <clears throat> I'm sure you have uh, had enough web web calls where you figured out the positions to hold your phone without Dude. being.
1: Okay, so the fo- the phone the phone is one thing, but I I'll say the other the other thing that's really strange. Okay. So yeah, everybody's figured out their tricks. Mm-hmm. At what point do we go, Stacy? Turn your camera off. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So so, it's it's not the people that have figured it out. It's the people who so blatantly <clears throat> have not. That you're like, no one's expecting you at this point to have to have the camera on. Yeah. You know? No, it's like answering the phone <laughs> on a call with your camera. You're like, okay, we can all see you're not listening, Stacy. Just turn the camera off. Yeah, you, know, you like are. Maybe, maybe if you're expecting a call, don't even turn it on to start with.
0: Yeah. And like um, leave a note, like, hey, I'm turning this off because I got a kid who's going to run in here any minute. Whatever. And, Understand any,
1: that. Any of that. <clears throat> any of that. But, but it, most people work in environments nowadays where it's like, Oh, he's not turning his camera off. Not a big deal. You know, like it's not, it's not some inconsiderate thing. If you're participating in the call, who the fuck cares? Camera on camera off, whatever. Um, I just find it funny that we've got this segment of society. I'm not sure. 10, 15, maybe 30, maybe 60%. I don't know. It seems as though my work, it's, it's a good 10 to 15 that you're like, you started this call with the camera on and now you're taking another phone call. (laughs) interesting this is bold bold I mean, move yeah i'm not sure what this does for anybody uh or anybody's interpretation of you, you as a person like i
0: can't i can't see what percentage of this meeting you're getting out of like it can't be helpful for you yeah, to be at, at in least this. at
1: least be you know kind of sketch about it don't just blatantly like <laughs> take your headphones off put them down put the phone up to your yeah no this is a great day yeah uh, sorry oh God. frank God. you're
0: on you need a mute frank mute oh there you go yeah so, that's yeah, hilarious. Like,
1: you know. And, and then you've got the hyperconscious people who are like, yeah, I've got two neighbors down, someone doing remodeling. If you hear a jackhammer and you're like, mm, okay, yeah, <laughs> it's a microphone. This <laughs> is a sonic, sonic <laughs> hearing device.
0: <laughs> Although I will say this. I had to do some, you, you heard beforehand, I had to do some uh, voiceover acting in the last couple of days. And the garbage truck. P- comes through crystal fucking clear whenever i'm trying to record
1: it's, let me tell you there's a unique sound to a garbage truck okay oh. and it's also you're also recording with a little gain on you've got a oh, filter yeah. like all that stuff makes it very different i'm talking about the average fucking <laughs> laptop microphone or the, 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 <laughs> headset i've heard so many people <laughs> today this lady was like yeah, I've got uh, some jackhammering going on in the street in front of me. And everybody's like, it's okay, we don't hear it. So she opens the window and puts the mic outside. <laughs> like,
0: yeah, oh, you don't believe me? It. You don't yeah. believe me, motherfucker? Here it is. <laughs>
1: um, I mean, no one didn't believe her. There was no doubt. <laughs> okay, you got jackhammering. Cool. No, We'll tell you if oh, we hear it. Oh, these naysayers! Like, saying- oh, let me put you right next to the jack. Do you hear it now? Yeah, obviously we hear it now um i don't think any of us volunteered to hear it i don't think you said hey would you like to hear the jackhammer hey is it appropriate in this phone call to bring up the jackhammer no none of that was said it was just silence and then all of a sudden you're like, okay cool yeah it's jackhammer cool how has got a jackhammer in front of her house that's awesome
0: how about the people who become like sports reporters on calls for shit that you do not want to know. And it's like, I was on a call with with our customer support for uh, like our tech support, internal tech support, and he's like, oh my God. In the middle of me talking like through my issue that I'm having, he's like, oh my God. The elementary school down the street's holding like a drive-through parade for the kids where the teachers are coming by and waving at everybody. I'm like, that's cool. Do you have kids? No. Okay, well, I... so what? He's like, oh my, oh the principal's ride by in a convertible. I was like, oh, okay, I don't, I don't give a shit. I do, really don't. Unless that convertible catches on fire in front of children, I don't care. When that happens, I want the play-by-play. Otherwise, let's get back to this fucking Saml login issues that we're having.
1: <coughs> ooh, ooh, it's Saml, Brian.
0: Whatever. That's why I'm not on IT. I just know when shit doesn't work. I can say, the fucking you're Saml.
1: Your Sam L isn't working. Um, yeah, it's that's funny. That's good shit, though. I mean I've said Sam L as well in the past. Oh, that's um, a good shit. That wasn't a so,
0: joke, Frank. God damn it. <laughs> no, it wasn't
1: the joke. The joke was good until you so said Sam L and I was like, Whoa, whoa. Whoa. whoa.
0: Completely up. completely unrealistic.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: No one would be um, that stupid.
1: <laughs> no, so so you know you know, it's it's like Zoom has introduced us to a new way of working. Well, not Zoom in and of itself. You know, WebEx, all that shit. Zoom's just a cheapskate company that made a bunch of money because people weren't prepped for it. Yep. Um, Which is fine. You know, that's that's their lane. It's got great features. They made their money. It's got good features. It doesn't have good security. Oh, terrible Um, security. It's fucking highly unsecure. It's basically the
0: equivalent of leaving your wallet in a fucking convertible and then going into Walmart.
1: So Zoom in and of itself is probably what we would compare to Microsoft front page for developing a website. Okay. Like, yeah, it's, it's, it could do some things, It can't do all the things and it is not secure. So mm-hmm. it, it, whatever, you know, some companies will stay with Zoom and good luck to them, but most companies will eventually switch to WebEx and, you know, standards, industry standards that. You know, are Fuck not Chinese based
0: fucking teams rules. I don't give a teams shit. Teams
1: is great. Teams is great. Uh, uh, Google, Google meet is actually pretty good enterprise level. Oh,
0: Also for um, the people at home who are listening, who think to ourselves, their selves, Brian's in North Texas. Frank is in Austin, Willem and Parker and Tulsa. How do you do it? Google meet. Yep. We used to use yeah, Google it's, hangout it's, before, but it's what we do for each of our podcasts.
1: And it sounds as good as most of the podcasts that I listen to. Um, and outside of the ones that are like NPR fucking, fucking thimble tappers.
0: Pling, plong, bling pling, yeah, Hold exactly. on, wait. Where's,
1: where's Villain when you need him? Hold I mean, on, Frank. You ready for this? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I, I have not gone back to Morning, morning Edition in... Over two years because of the amount of spit that you hear on a microphone. Uh, It's terrible. It's so terrible. Like, I I understand they talk a lot. I get that. (laughs) Got to talk for, what, three hours in the morning? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, give them some water. Maybe give them heavy water. Yeah. I don't know. They're like 70. <laughs> you know, <Heavy>
2: like
0: water. <laughs> nuclear treated water. Give them that. <laughs> no, 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 Uh-oh. no. no. Uh-oh. Sorry. Totally wrong term. <laughs> <You're> correct.
1: <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, slip of the tongue there. I meant thick water, not heavy water. <laughs>
0: <laughs> There's some nuclear waste. Just drink you this down, please. <laughs> This is uh yeah. this is cooling off some
1: it's 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 cool, they're seventy, they probably need it anyway.
0: That's what I was like, um, damn, you're really anti old person at this point. Like, fuck no, em. Let them drink wastewater. No, no, no. Who cares?
1: No, I meant I I really meant thick water, mm. which is the stuff that like, you know it helps with uh people who Dry have mouth. esophageal
0: problems, yep. indigestion, all that shit. So Well anyways I will say tonight I had uh I had free pizza at my in-laws house so my mouth is drier than the Sahara desert you know how that goes Yeah
1: you need some thick water um <laughs> now if you've ever tasted thick water which if you've worked at a living uh, assisted living or anything you've had the dare oh. um it is it's not bad but it's gross <clears throat> like it's 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 it tastes like nothing yeah but it's the, it's the texture and it, the viscosity uh, I'm, I'm, yeah and I'm not I mean it's like jello, you know, so it's it, it really isn't that bad. It's just when people really don't like I don't know, did you guys ever do so so in South Africa we had this thing where like you would drink jello
0: no, like I, I used Jell-O to came in a tube that you could drink no, but I used to fucking piss off my mom by going to ponchos and getting jello and then drinking jello through a straw.
1: Okay, so it's similar to that. It's very similar to that. Does
0: it have the same cool, fun sound effects as drinking Jello through a straw?
1: No, it doesn't have oh, the slurp, and it, it also doesn't have the um, the flavor because mm. it's water. So, mm. all all of it aside, it's actually it's it's not as gross unless you've done that. Mm. If you if you've never had Jello in that manner, I could see how it is totally disgusting <laughs> because they're like, oh, this is thick water. What is thick water? <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's kind of like almost Jello water. Yeah. Yeah, okay, that's kind of sounds awful, right?
0: Can I tell you? Um, can I tell you a story? This Is a little more revealing about myself uh, over the last eight months. So you sure. you know that I've gotten into smoking cigars and more. Yeah, and more. but this is this story pre or post bidet? This is post bidet. But, but my post best bidet my story, best okay. life has been lived post bidet. So it's fine. I'm, I mean. Uh,
1: Totally agree. I'm just telling you, you held yourself back from that. I line. did. I did. You can't say you didn't have a supporter.
0: No, I, I. We had multiple supporters in my life too. My closest friends, big, big bidet over there, mm-hmm. uh, Frank and Jay. Big bidet. Right. Um right. Frank should, and
1: Jay, big bidet. Y'all, I like that. y'all
0: should open up your own bidet store where you have some test runs there no, on, no, no. The, Bide, on the. no,
1: bidet. My friend, we all know bidet repair is where it's at. I'm oh. talking about bidet store. That's a one time sale. Who <laughs> <laughs> fucks looking at bidet sales as a business? <laughs> they tell you, get them coming back and back and back for bidet repair. You know, bidets are only going up in value.
0: Oh, dude. I, I When I bought my bidet, it was $35. The next day, no shit, it was 55 And then it was out of stock. For like two months. All right. Yeah, no, it was great. That's anyway, right. not the point of the story. Point of the story is a that smoke. A, big, a point nonetheless. <laughs> okay. Uh, so I've been in, really into smoking cigars. Mrs. Bryan doesn't mind me smoking. She does not like the smell of my like of my being basically when I come in from smoking cigars. Understandable. Uh. So it got into a pretty good regimen where I was like, okay, let's go smoke. And in the summer, it was hot enough. I was sweating my ass off anyway. So I'd come in and take a nice shower. And then I'd cook dinner. And then I'd go to give her a kiss. And she'd be like, oh, my God. Your breath smells fucking awful. I'm like, okay, fair, fair, fair. We just smoked one to two cigars. It's fine. I understand. Maybe drink a beer in between there. So I decided I'm going to try out some tried and true methods of cigar smokers. One of, the, one of those is using a product called Smart Mouth. Yeah. Um, which is like two chemicals that mix together as a mouthwash. You rinse for 20 or 30 seconds after brushing your teeth and it kills like all sulfur dioxide. Whatever, fuck it's got chemical names and shit in it. Anyway, it's also pretty expensive. It's like $13 for a bottle of mouthwash, which pretty expensive. if You bought mouthwash. Um, so I bought two bottles on Amazon because I was like, fuck yeah, it was like 20 bucks. I'm like I'm saving money. Basically I'm, I'm printing it at this point didn't realize that there are multiple versions of this stuff.
1: Okay, okay, wait, wait, wait. <clears throat> is this similar to the peroxide based uh, contact lens cleaner versus normal cleaner?
0: Uh, I don't think so. Let me explain. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, I bought the version of this mouthwash for, that is specifically to treat dry mouth. Oh! <laughs> So, <laughs> the man was a river. Here's here's what happened. So, I, you think, anytime that I've heard dry mouth, like, oh, it's, it's for treating cases of dry mouth. I figure what you did was just like a slobbering dog. If you don't need it, you're just like excess of saliva. Actually, what it does in a healthy mouth is that it creates a coating on your tongue that... N- I, I had to I, I looked this up only after I was exhibiting symptoms. It felt like my tongue. Ne- I needed to like scratch my tongue. It was. It felt like it was it needed to be. It was an itch. So I looked it up, and it was only in, like one part. And when I looked it up, like the symptoms of it, it was like, oh yeah, it's called hairy tongue. <laughs> it's when the chemical like like creates a film over your taste buds and it traps it. Because, you know, your tongue sheds taste buds on a regular basis. So it
1: literally just tricks your tongue into thinking that it is wet.
0: It, yeah, uh, basically. But only your tongue. So the issue with that in a healthy mouth is your tongue needs to shed those taste buds. Well, when yeah, it creates it a film over that, yeah, it creates a trap. So I, I'm like... I don't know. I've got to be honest with you. How many times have you ever looked at your tongue in the mirror and examined it closely? But also also, how many times have
1: you thought? Okay, so so let's quickly before you like finish this, we have all bought sensodyne at one point in time. No side effects. It was like brush your teeth, brush your teeth. Yeah. If you need the numbing, you need the numbing, if you don't, you don't, you don't feel a difference. Never have I thought <laughs> to myself that buying the other color, mm-hmm. whatever, mouthwash, <laughs> is going to do a goddamn thing. Right? right? And now you're sitting here like, I had a film over my mouth thinking I was going to lose my tongue. <laughs>
0: Dude. <Like. laughs> well, so, luckily, I look through all the things. Like I, so, so, my dumbass. I'm going to say dumbass, but I'm sure people listening, they're going to fall in the same category. I don't inspect my tongue every day while I'm brushing my teeth. I hit the old shush, 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 brush the teeth, brush the gums, get in between there, finish up, hit the old tongue, make sure it's scraped off and clean, and then we rinse and normal we're good to people. go. Yeah.
1: Just normal people. Yeah. normal people.
0: So I made it through a bottle of this mouthwash and was about a third of the way through the second bottle. So this is about a mm-hmm. month, month and a half of use. Also, these bottles okay. are not very big for $14. So... I tried to and use they're them. Not, well, first off, they're not that cute. The first off, they're not that cute. Second, they are go. Th- you go through them pretty quick. Uh, so I was like, oh, I'm only going to use it when I, I'm smoking cigars. Yep. I feel like that's a fair move. <clears throat> I will say, uh, this stuff really does work, and uh, I've since bought the non fucking dry mouth version of Smart Mouth. It's fantastic. I actually taste things better in the morning. Uh, in general, like whether I smoked or not. It's really cool. It, it kind of resets your, your taste buds when you don't need fucking dry mouth. Um, but like I look and my tongue is like green colored. <laughs> it's like this greenish yellow <laughs> color. I was like, oh my God, to the point where I was like, oh God, that is not supposed to be that way. <laughs> like I'm like going through and just using just hard alcohol mouthwash, you know, the, the Listerine, but the Walmart version of the Listerine that basically is fire in a bottle. Just like I was like, i got to fucking clean my whole mouth now. Took about a week and a half. Back to normal. Stopped trying to scratch my tongue with my fingernails. Everything was fine. All I'm going to say, the moral of the story, don't buy dry mouth shit unless you need dry mouth shit.
1: (laughs) But it's it's, okay. So it's the same thing with contact lens solution. Okay. Okay. Be super careful. Uh, If you ever see something that comes in a two solution packet, Mm -hmm. there are people that have i don't I don't actually know when this is appropriate. I think it's when people have like serious eye I- infections and stuff
0: yeah or they're on like they, medication that has to be specifically treated
1: yeah so they 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 use a contact solution combination that's like a peroxide solution that kills the germs on the lens and then they use some kind of neutralizing agent to be a contact lens again right mm-hmm Holy shit. <laughs> so I didn't know this. I had no idea this was a thing. And uh I bought my wife and I some of this solution, but I didn't need it right away. She needed solution. So on the package it's like kills all bacteria, kills da, no dry eye, whatever. I was like, oh perfect, this is what we need. Neither of us had ever heard <laughs> of any of this shit. So Obviously, it's Contact Solution who goes, oh, let me read all of the fucking directions. Let me tell you, if you buy a two-stage solution of any product,
0: read the directions. <laughs> it's probably doing some extra shit that you definitely yeah, don't need. So,
1: so, so the wife puts her contact lenses in, the normal case puts this solution in, which is like 99% peroxide. Um, well, needless to say... Puts the lens in, ends up with an eye ulcer because of the burning of the retina. Oh, God. Oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah, luckily, you like the washing out with the neutral agent is pretty quick. So it it, it was, you know, it it was an ulcer, but it was not debilitating. So her eye has recovered. And, you know, but definitely in the case of the contact solution 101, you are supposed to take the peroxide. Uh, take your contact lenses out and then soak them in the neutralizing agent for five minutes and then put them in your eye now oh. um so it's it's it, i mean it's a strong solution but it it, neutral, it neutralizes pretty quickly um <clears throat> yeah, so needless to say to your dry mouth experience to the contact loose <laughs> contact solution experience uh yeah, go ahead read all the instructions <laughs> um, if you're buying something that looks. Bold, I guess. I mean, is Sensodyne <laughs> buy as much as you want? That shit doesn't do shit. It helps people. It might numb your gums a little bit, but uh, uh, who cares? Um, it's not a film on your mouth, and it's not a, uh, an ulcer in your eyes. So.
0: Oh my! God. As it were. Uh, so <clears throat> I'm gonna get into uh, is a classic villain time uh, beer beer uh, count or beer what we're drinking. Uh, I uh, started out the podcast drinking uh, Foster's Premium Ale, what we talked about on the last cast. Oh yeah, that's Kentucky for beer. Uh huh. Kentucky. <laughs> it's Fort Worth for beer, technically, Frank. Mm-hmm. Fort Worth for beer, but this Guess is it
1: depends on which part of the country you land in. But yeah.
0: No, actually, I think this one, um, like these, is I th- <laughs> brewed in Fort Worth. Okay. Well, on. no, I mean the twenty-five ounce cans are only brewed here. Bottles okay. <laughs> that they can go elsewhere. Just, I was just kidding. I'm bringing the truth. Okay. This is the no spin zone Frank. you better check your shit at the door. So, oh,
1: hey, 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 yo, yo, yo. We started this thing with a well, mock QVC
0: interview. Okay. Well, so that well, was, was off camera. We didn't, we weren't, yeah, it doesn't that, matter. But. I'm just saying. Um, no. So uh, that was the Foster's Delicious. I, I fucking really enjoy that. It goes down way, way quicker than it should. I enjoyed the lager so, the other night. And oh, it was damn okay. Fine. This is the Pilsner right no no no. this is the ale this is the, the bitter ale. like the the australian bitter shit. well okay. this isn't what so, that can was
1: yeah so so flavor wise is that is that like an esb or is it yeah. like
0: it's closer okay. to an esb than most shit that you'll find produced in america okay um and then because that's something it's something that i'll definitely
1: like <clears throat> and I'll because
0: it's made here in texas Oddly it's enough, fresh. it is fresh. Yeah, uh, yeah. and and is uh, that
1: something you can just get at like a, a, a
0: grocery store? I bought it at Walmart. They have at my oh, okay. country ass Walmart. They have both the the ale and the lager. The green can is the ale, and the blue can is the lager. And I think they're like two twenty nine a can. So I'm like, fuck yeah, okay, let's do this. Well, I mean, that's. Still pretty. I mean, it's know. basically a dollar a beer because you're drinking 25 ounces of it. It's 12 ounces of beer. Yeah, but I mean, you know it's I mean?
1: it's craft beer pricing, right? Like it's it's a six pack, six bucks, seven bucks. That's about what you pay for lining and Kugels.
0: Yeah, so but not, I mean, the the downside in our market is it's only sold in 25 ounce cans. It's not sold in six packs or anything like that. That's, Got it. That's, yeah, that's but still at you.
1: a dollar a dollar beer. Yeah. Right. Like man, it's not you're bad at that craft right. You're not you're not talking about walking home with 30 natties for 12 bucks
0: <laughs> like you know what man i was gonna get keystone light the other day because i was just in like a shit beer mood like just give me yeah. give me shit beer
1: and you get there you get there keystone it, Light. i was in that mood like two weeks ago where i give me Dude. corona which Dude. is not shit beer
0: no but no when no. it comes to the but flavors you know, like, of g- other give me
1: something like
0: not all of this crap mm-hmm. well uh 30 pack of keystone lights like 19 dollars now I was like, God! Oh, what happened to this world? In what world what are we doing here? Walmart, bro. Uh, I think twenty four pack of uh, maybe, Miller Lite, Bud Light.
1: Maybe the cans got so expensive, dude.
0: No, nah, it's been that. It's been that way for a while. Uh, because key, a key lightful when it first came out over the summer was twenty two dollars. But and could, you, like, could yeah. you
1: imagine in college at a 20 bucks a
0: case? Well,
1: I guess they also make more money now. They do.
0: Uh, well, I was going to say, it all increases uh, beer prices, by the way. Well, haven't... it didn't for us. It didn't for us. No, like
1: our generation, we were stuck in this scenario where we still got paid eight bucks an hour and shit didn't live at eight bucks an hour. Fuck no. And and we, we are the generation that we're like, guys, real unacceptable living standards here. Pay us a little bit more. We probably should have fought a little harder, but at least now you can buy, when, you know, rent in some places. I was gonna say that's buy, a whole other fucking problem. You could buy a case of beer. I fucking. Um, I went back dude, to we we donated plasma because we couldn't make enough money working.
0: You know what? To buy beer. I like, what the
1: fuck? That is fucked up. I have that co- is some fucked
0: up shit. I have coworkers who are donating plasma, not for money purposes, but because they've had COVID. Uh, they are donating plasma because that's, like, what's helping build these vaccines and also doing further research on what happens to your body after you've had COVID. All this other yep. stuff. So they're donating. A lot of them are donating for free. Some of them are, like, making legit, dude, Frank, what I heard. Uh, word on the street plasma wise plasma's going big bucks right now but um there are a lot of a lot of things that you have okay, to Yeah, what's do. the
1: what what <clears throat> amount are we talking about? It's frank about to go like it's almost standing in, in in the middle of a covid ward Here's the uh, Here's the deal. A mask? <laughs>
0: uh word on the streets if you've tested positive in the last 6 months um basically what we made in college it's almost 3 times that in a month. Yeah. It's fucking crazy I was like so I had a co-worker who was like yeah I'm going me and my boyfriend are going to donate like twice a week if we can do three times because they've also loosened the standards now you don't wait, you can't wait, just wait, go wait. okay so that's like 750 a month I think there's there it may not be it's not 750 but it's like 600 plus yeah, yeah. I mean that's stupid yeah
1: because okay the, the reason I'm thinking 750 is because you <clears throat> sometimes got a hundred and then on X amount of times you got 150 50, yeah yeah. So average it out, you know. Yeah, six, seven hundred bucks a month. Jesus!
0: But you have to have had tested positive. You have to have they be in good health. You ha- can't have any remnants or lingering symptoms or anything like that. So, like, and even standard plasma has gone up. I mean, uh, but all that to say, I told my team members uh, one of one of the one of the people I work with, she was like, "Yeah, we're going to donate again tomorrow." I go, "Okay." You have plenty of time. You're gonna to need to drink a gallon of water today, and drink at least half a gallon of water by the time you donate tomorrow. She's like, why? I'm like, oh, you'll be in and out of there in under an hour. I promise you, that shit will just flow out your body. She's like, well, it, don't they do it based on you know the weight the the speed at which your body like can go? I go, no, it's all about liquidation, baby. You make sure you're hydrated, and you can get that shit flowing. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, and I mean it cuts it cuts five ten minutes off your off your time, but it's it's like first off, so if you get in there and they can tap your vein right away, that's a miracle because ninety percent of those people
0: are training to be phlebotomists. Yeah. I got the old money vein, Frank. I got this shit. No, me, me too. It's me still too. marked. I mean,
1: I've got I've got me me as well. I mean, like if if you have a vein that pops up you're good uh, it's the people who which i think 90% of the people we had did not have that vein <laughs> even though they donated regularly <laughs> yeah <coughs> some of them would uh every once in a while come
0: back with an entirely purple arm oh you're talking about my my roommate mike so mine mm-hmm. i just want to call it out my vein doesn't stick out off my arm i got pretty i got i got thick boy arms but what i have Is uh, a a previous? I don't know how to say this. Uh, the The bullet's been going through the target in the same place every time for long enough that it's a nice heroin addiction. He means heroin addiction. It's a nice divot. It does look like I did have a problem shooting up a long time ago. Yeah, you've yeah you got a nice vein. vein. Yeah.
1: So that that has never been an issue in my life. Yeah, like you can almost pull that out to find a vein. (laughs) I mean it's just not even an issue. I could gain a hundred pounds and that vein would still be there. It's a massive fucking vein. So like it runs literally if, if I wanted to kill myself, I probably would slip my your elbow. Arm.
0: Like I don't think that's I, I don't think that works. I'm no I'm no expert, but I don't think that's gonna do it.
1: I wouldn't slit my wrist. It would just be right at my elbow joint. I'm um, afraid
0: I would catch that on like a doorknob or something and bleed out in the kitchen. I mean it's massive, dude.
1: Like look at how fucking
0: big that thing is.
1: That 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 pop dimple right there—that's just vain.
0: I know. I know. I can. I can literally.
1: There's nothing like that. Uh, It's weird. So, in any case, that was my money vein, (laughs) and it got, yeah, it got milked.
0: Um, So, so I, I came, I came, I came, like clean about why I know what I know about donating plasma. And they were like, "Well, did you donate plasma a lot?" I was like, "Oh yeah, in college, that's how we paid for a lot of parties." We, what, and no, then no, I was actually, like, I "Oh shit! Like, what do you
1: mean by what? Do, what do you mean by a lot?"
0: <laughs> uh, we limited out. What
1: we, is, we, it, we, what, is <laughs> what is a lot to you? <laughs> yeah, in college. What is? I mean, is a lot, a lot to us was like at least four to five times a month. Oh yeah, and it would go into a central sort of kitty. Pe- yeah. And then the next month, we would throw, or sometimes that month, it just depended, we would throw massive parties with it and not charge anybody for booze. No. And we would have
0: decent booze, too. It wasn't Montezuma tequila. No, no, no.
1: (laughs) I mean, we had, at that point, Sky Vodka was some of the best shit you could buy
0: (laughs) in the vodka game that wasn't Grey Goose. And we had a handle of of Jaeger. That was my go-to. We had a handle
1: of Jaeger. We always had... Uh, this thing that we we made homemade Kahlua, which was our Everclear Trash Punch, but it was actually made
0: with good coffee. Don't say it's Trash Punch because we served that out of gas cans.
1: We did we did with uh with milk good with milk, milk. <laughs> good milk yeah. frank i we, mean uh, i mean donald trump remember, what are we talking a, about we made white russians i know russians at these parties Do you they, i remember and our,
0: then, our roommate then, mike coming out in a bathrobe drinking white oh, russians yes, like the sir. dude oh
1: yes sir with with a with a little milk mustache yeah. and then um we we had uh we had this drink that you mean, uh, Brian's friend. Do you uh, mean taught us about what's called
0: strip and go naked. Strip and go naked. Yes, thank you, Kevin. And Shout out. We had
1: a we had a we had a bottle of not so good tequila, and he said, "Well, <laughs> um, we need a couple
0: of ingredients, oh, and this will taste delicious." Hold on. He he. No, that way he prepared us for this. For this, because I had had it at his trailer that's previously. True, that's
1: true. Well, well I mean, you didn't need to say trailer. No, his house you need to have been fine. No,
0: you need to say trailer because this is how it transpired. I'm at Kevin's trailer. Kevin is like, I got the stuff you need to taste. And I'm like, I don't like where this is going. There's just two of us in this house. And then he goes, no, it's it's this. And he goes, it's strip and go naked. I go, it's not making any better. There's still just two of us in this house. None of those activities I'm okay with. Anyway, he he was like, no, no, here are the ingredients. You ready, kids? Get a pen and paper out because you're going to want to jot this down. It is a can of frozen limeade concentrate. Delicious. Can, okay? What you do is you take that can, you dump it in a blender, and what you do is you take a bottle of tequila and you fill that can up with tequila. A full 750. (laughs) A full 750. Well, it's not a full, because the can is only like 20 ounces, but still, you think about that's 20 ounces of fucking tequila. Okay, 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 sorry, sorry. We did two cans. We did two cans and then the full bottle. We made it to size, you know, we fucking scaled up. Yes. But then, yeah. oh, we're not done, kids. We're not done. The, the the fucking can of tequila. You throw that in there. You pour at least one can of cheap beer in. You fill the blender with ice, and you blend it together. And delicious. It's stupid good. It. Well, mm-hmm. you know what, Frank? I'm going to be honest. I'm going to go on a limb here and say we haven't made it in over a decade. So, no, You think no, our okay. palates? So I think our palates may have refined a bit.
1: I th- no. I think we need to make it again. Uh huh. Um. First. Second, this is no different than the frozen margarita with the no beer upside down that they serve. The beerita, yeah, but it's actually properly done. <laughs> it's honestly, <artisanal>. the name <laughs> "strip and grow naked" sounds a bit risque nowadays.
0: Well, yeah, no, it's passe in twenty twenty.
1: It is passé. I'd say it is much more of a refined cocktail, oh. revolving, <laughs> revolving around your beerita. Oh, that is mm. actually married in the cup. Mm-hmm. Oh, um,
0: it's a wedding of flavors. It is a wedding of flavors. Webster's so, defines wedding as a, a blending of metals coming together under heat. <laughs> Remember Michael Scott will, at that Phyllis's yes, wedding, yes, <laughs> and he defines exactly. welding instead of wedding. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. He's like when you're writing a speech, the best thing that you could do is have a wonderful opening line. So I wrote a speech of all opening lines.
1: <laughs> he just
0: <laughs> Sorry. Oh god. Sorry. What what can god. we brand strip and go naked in twenty twenty? Because I feel like we may be on to something.
1: <laughs> I, I, I feel as though it's the uh the some some classy beerita name, you know, like it's because it, it's it is a good beerita. Okay, like we're not talking about something that is. Yeah, granted, it was a while ago. There's probably some refinement that needs to take place. I, you know probably what? I bet a little bit more liquid, not bet, just straight
0: up concentrate. No, I bet what we can do is add a little cointreau, add a little orange liqueur, oh, something yeah. like that, that would Ooh, set boy, that. Bitch. A couple oh. lime squeezes. Book, yeah, give a little. Maybe I mean, it doesn't have to be good orange. One. An orange, throw that in there. We got ourselves like Ah. fucking Marga Sangria is what we got. That's right. What 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 what, (laughs) Margamosa, that's what we're gonna call it. (laughs) Maybe we just call it Mammaria. Are you singing the Brooks and Dunn version or the other version? Uh, you know, it's no, it's the Margarita Beer Mosa version. It's our own version. Fun fact for all you country music lovers from the mid '90s: the Brooks and Dunn album "Borderline" uh, was my first CD purchase. Yep, that's it. And they had a song on there called "Ma Maria." Now, what yeah. I switched the words to so cleverly in my ripe age of nine years old was "Diarrhea." Oh, dude, <laughs> nailed, it, just nailed it! Fucking Absolutely nailed it! Absolutely crushed it. You know how mad my mom was on a regular basis anytime that I've, fucking song would come on.
1: First off, I bet that got you laid multiple times. Oh, right?
0: so I was beating pussy off left and right. Uh, the, the the real follow-up. And, and, and what else mattered at nine years old? Nothing, bro. It was fucking, it was super bubble. It was uh, uh, trading uh, bub- uh, baseball right. cards. Oh, fucking riding my bike, my sweet-ass one-speed bike down the street, and then, and and then, then and slamming on the brakes watching, and fishtailing, and then chicks. Watching,
1: it, watch it, honey, watch the right ball drop. Mm-hmm. That's right.
0: Well, I was nine. Those balls were still very high and tight. I'm going to be honest with you. It's, a, it's
1: okay. It's okay. But it was a waiting game. It, it was, was always a waiting.
0: It was. I had a deli, always a, a deli
1: ticket. Di- di- <laughs> the diarrhea version of Mama Maria had him hooked. Oh yeah, there wa- were It was just better. It was of time an investment before oh, they got. <laughs> as, it was an entry fee, you know, it was
0: like it was an IPO.
1: Let me let me sing you a song so you can see this action. <laughs> diarrhea. <laughs> oh. BAM! (laughs) Got you, babe! Got you, babe! What am I supposed to do? You guys... Yeah, that's right. Do you have one of those eagle nest cams? (laughs)
0: monitor, it's it's just all moist it's all it's just all i'm gonna say everything's wet i don't know what's <laughs> going you imagine on
1: imagine some, some little dude walking around with an eagle nest cam for his girl like
0: yeah oh uh, oh she's gonna be honey, sitting on this I anytime
1: hap- i think it just happened <laughs> i think it just happened i
0: can't remember the I'm rest ready. <laughs> i can't remember the rest of the lines but i'm gonna be honest uh I think I said something like the the sunlight or the 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 spicy brown surely hurts my thighs or some shit like that. It was a bad. I mean, come on now. Come on. It got better. No. It got better, bro. Like I it it only got better with time, honestly.
1: I no, mean, it, it's <laughs> It was so bad. I, I, you, real, you, you, you probably had your choice of the litter.
0: Here's the, here's the deal. The fact that my my family didn't fucking strangle me on a regular basis when I was a child is amazing. And I really should give them more credit 30 years later that they didn't fucking <laughs> kill me. <laughs> They're just like, you know what? Brian's a real pan in the dick. We're going to leave him on the side of the road. and maybe, maybe some maybe some kid singing about diarrhea doesn't deserve this. earth. <laughs> Like, uh, hey, what are we? Spe- what what are I'm, we- I'm not making that decision. It's just odds will. Yeah, listen, I'm gonna put him in the middle of i35. If he makes it, he makes it. That's all I'm gonna say.
1: Yeah, I'm, just, yeah,
0: I'm, not, I'm, I'm gonna give him every opportunity. It's gonna be in the median. It's gonna I no, mean, no. It's gonna be on the backside no, of this I'm, hill I'm at not, night.
1: Uh, <laughs> it's like, I'm not an absolute absolute murderer but you know i'll give him a chance
0: speaking of absolute monsters um total wine can kiss my white dick um i bought a beer that i was really hyped about because total wine promoted it on their app and they were like you know because i don't know if you know this or not but i am a <laughs> grand reserve member at total wine
1: so so, so does line. that come with any benefit?
0: It does. I'll cover those after this. Okay. Uh, So uh, this beer is promoted based on my shopping uh, habits. It's like, oh, if you like this, then you'll really enjoy this. Well, the really enjoy this is Bitburger, which honestly, in the big list of big German beer names, I'm not a big Bitburger fan, but this is a collaboration with Sierra Nevada. Love Sierra Nevada and I love their collaborations with German beers, like uh, their German okay. brewers. Hell yeah, I'm going to give it a shot. This is their triple hopped lager and Frank, strap in. The way they spelled hopped, they did H O P apostrophe
1: Waka 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 waka. New world, that's some new world shit.
0: Uh so it has like I can taste. First thing I noticed is this thing's old. I didn't even look at the date because a lot of times I get I've been trying to be more forgiving on date codes and be like, okay, the beer's five months old. I'm going to drink it. I'm going to probably enjoy it just as much. Don't think about it. Just drink it and enjoy. Frank, I really should have looked at the date code, but I couldn't because the way this beer was wrapped, it's six cans and they're just a plastic wrap around the outside and it's like printed plastic. So it looks nice, but you can't see the bottom of the can, which I can't really show you without spilling beer all over my laptop, but I will read this to you don't know exactly what this means. Uh, for Most people probably don't know what this means, so I'll just read 2020.01.28. So what that actually means is this beer was brewed January 28, yeah, January. 2020. Yeah. So it's coming up on a birthday soon. It's about 10 months old. And I'm going to tell you, it tastes like it's about 22 months old. This beer tastes so rough. But here's the deal. I can taste how good it used to taste behind all the oxidation and shit that is going on. Yeah, this but that can. sucks. It that does suck. Sucks. Uh, it's so. F- do they not have a date print on the actual plastic? I didn't look. You know, I, I'm not going to run them down too hard as far as that goes because if they did print it on the plastic somewhere, a lot of times like uh, uh, wrapped cans, now, I, like I the mean, boxes. So the only
1: reason I wait. The only reason I ask is because if it's not on the wrapped plastic, it's on the liquor store.
0: Yeah. But it's total wine. I mean, I, it's one of those like, what do you you can go back and they're like, I, I, fine. Here's your eight dollars. Shut the fuck up. Which, what I Which guess that's fair. okay. I mean, that's, that's fair. But at the same time, like, it it bums me out as a consumer because I really wanted to taste what that beer is like fresh. Um, but all that to say, uh, it is funny that it is a German twelve ounce uh, a German twelve ounce can. <clears throat> Don't know if you know how the maths works out. Uh, but in Europe, they do like 330 milliliters. I think is what their average like serving size is, which uh, is 11.2 ounces. So <gasps> I don't Bastards. have a, I don't have another can here, but this is significantly smaller than an American 12 ounce can of beer, <laughs> like just the size of Damn,
1: it. Damn, it's a oh they probably do it by
0: weight. Mm-hmm. versus by volume. Yep. yep. So it's a whole it's a whole thing. I, I, again, Bitburger. That's why. Like, by the way. Hold on, Mm -hmm. big, big deal in
1: baking. Uh Uh Uh-oh. Actually do measure grams. Do measure fluid ounces. Do not take ounces as fluid ounces because that is what they're doing. Well,
0: interesting you bring that up. I ran, sorry, I got caught up on my chair mat and about ate shit into my microphone. (laughs) It's okay. It's okay. We would have kept going. <laughs> oh, no, you wouldn't have. You would have kept going laughing because it would have been horrendous. You're definitely <laughs> correct, but it would have been
1: something. It would have been something.
0: Uh, no, I, I got caught up on the old grams to ounces conversion a couple weeks ago, and as I was trying to do the math, I realized, hey, Brian, <clears throat> your digital scale that you have has a button you push, and it just converts to grams. And I was like, oh, yeah, probably should have done that from the get-go.
1: But, but do not trust... The ounces, So fluid ounces
0: are very different than normal ounces. Well, it's about the 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 packing.
1: Understand. I'm just saying there is that exception because people do. They're like, oh, yeah, we can just measure grams and da-da-da and da-da-da. And you're like, yeah, you can't. Milliliters, same thing. Yeah. Um, Ounces and fluid ounces are the only thing in baking that you need to give a shit about. If someone says fluid ounces, this really, really have the ability to measure it. Or if you don't convert it to milliliters, do not fuck around with the grams. Yeah. Um, Even though milliliters go directly to grams. Like it's, it's, it's the metric system that makes sense. And then it's this other fucking thing that is stupid.
0: <clears throat> um, You're mispronouncing imperial system, Frank. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, that, uh, Thank No you. one in the world needs to know the name for that. So. <clears throat>
1: If you isn't it, isn't it really if you do so happen to have to measure ounces by weight versus by volume. Just make sure you convert it to the correct grams or milliliters. Don't try to just do grams because that conversion is totally fucked
0: up. He's doing hand motions, ladies and gentlemen, and the hand motions are not connecting. They are, in fact, fucked up. Incongruent. That's right. Speaking of. Frank, you know, I've uh, tried to increase my culinary art skills this year, and I've, I've, I've tried to not only write down recipes, but reproduce the recipes over and over again, and, and things that are outside of my wheelhouse of food that I make. One of the things that I've been making lately, by the way, is uh, Korean ground turkey, and it's fucking amazing. Goddamn love that shit. But all that to say, I'm going to mix it up this Christmas, Frank. Okay. <laughs> I'm mixing it up, baby. I am. Well, I'm making two things for Christmas Eve. Uh, usually, Christmas Eve we have it at our, our house. Uh, this year, we're doing Mexican food, so I'm doing some. Don't you normally do Chinese food? Well, yeah, typically my, my my in-laws, they like to do like Asian food for Christmas or something like that. Something wild and wacky, okay. which is fine. I'm fine with. Whatever. I'm not traditional food I don't really get a kick out of anymore. I mean, I've been eating it for so long, like I fucking I want something different. So I'm fine with whatever they want to mix up. This year at their house we're doing Italian. So the night before Christmas Eve we're doing Mexican food, which I am gonna make a bastardized like Mexican lasagna. It's just gonna be like comfort food, cheesy as fuck chips and tortillas and goddamn grain. it's going to be awesome. So, but So
1: can I give you can you give you something just for that idea? Okay. Okay.
0: There is this old lady on YouTube. Oh, no no no, you you've told me about this old lady. Okay. Yes.
1: <laughs> Demi Rancho a tu cocina, okay? Just I know you're going to make this lasagna whatever. Yep. Ideas for flavoring the chicken or the beef whatever you're doing, go to her youtube channel the shit is incredibly easy to replicate it's okay. super cheap and it's so fucking good uh i wouldn't even fuck around i'm like if you want to make a lasagna with a layer of pastor and a layer of like carne asada or whatever you want to do you know um just check check her out maybe you even switch to just making like a basket of tacos or something yeah uh, her see- stuff is so cheap and easy to make dude it's like incredible e-
0: I mean, I, I did you did show show her to me one night while we were while we were smoking and and drinking over uh, uh, over Google Meet. Uh, this this Christmas, I am going absolute laziest way of making food. It's going to be phenomenal, but I am okay. going to put an in effort into in these two things. One, I'm making. I forget what the fuck it's actually called. I've been calling it fight milk. Based on the uh, "It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia" episode uh, where Mac and Mac and Charlie make fight milk or for for bartender bouncers, uh, they uh, basically it's like creatine infused milk with alcohol. I'm not doing all that, <laughs> but what it is called is oh moose milk. That's what it's called. It's a cocktail. Is this similar to moose juice? I don't know what moose juice is, but that sounds like you have to find a male moose in order to extract moose juice. No, this is, uh, it's one cup of cold coffee, one cup of half and half, one and a half cups of good vanilla ice cream, uh, two fluid ounces of rum, rum, whiskey, and or vodka, (laughs) (laughs) one ounce of Kahlua, and then you top with nutmeg and or dark chocolate shavings. Oh, that's stupid. Oh, it's, I I don't care if anyone else in the fucking, attending Christmas Eve drinks any, I'm going to be drinking some that is uh, stupid i mean that's like
1: 20 million times what eggnog drinks want to be fuck, fuck yeah an and it doesn't egg have,
0: egg. have any eggs in it which i'm a big fan of mm-hmm. um i mean i like eggnog don't i've you know me? what you know what as much shit as i've talked about eggnog over my 33 years of being on the, yeah 33 years of being on this planet never had eggnog um I guess I probably should change that at some point. I don't know. <laughs> what? Yeah, I've never had it.
1: <laughs> no, dude, you need to make... Okay, make some homemade eggnog. It is amazing.
0: Brian, don't nog, wow. man. Brian, you don't never nog. Never had... Never had eggnog. Never we had eggnog. On, just because it's eggs. Okay. I, well, yeah, I say that, but I, I love traditional like whiskey sours and fucking dry beaten egg cocktails. Like egg whatever. they They're fucking like great.
1: You would enjoy eggnog. And you like nutmeg and you like cinnamon. And, yeah, oh, yeah. You're, you're full of shit. You would enjoy eggnog. Nah, it's, nah, it's, it's anyway, yeah. anyway, the
0: anyway. other thing the other thing that I'm going to be putting my effort into is Pfeffernuss or German Iced Spice Cookies. Uh, those, those are good. My mom makes those every year. They're the little puffed, uh, like half-dome. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're like soft gingerbread cookies, which... Super easy, too. Oh, I, dude. Dude. Like the hardest thing to do is let the shit cool down for twenty four hours. I'm like, yeah. Are you fucking yeah, kidding yeah. me? Hell yeah! So I'm gonna be. But making- you don't. You don't need to. You can eat
1: them out the oven. They're just. They're mushy.
0: Oh no no no! Um, well, when they cool off, they actually the, turn a little firm. When you roll the dough and everything, you have to let the dough set for like at least this recipe is. Oh yeah, because sure sure sure. But because
1: if, if, you, if so you if you eat it out.
0: Go ahead. I was going to say, the, the difference is this recipe doesn't use uh, baker's ammonia or some shit like that. Um, it uses uh, actual dry yeast and some other shit uh, okay, and butter, no. so it has to soften a little bit before you can actually bake it. But yes. Yeah,
1: I've only we've only done the dry yeast one. So yeah, you let the dough set mm-hmm. just like... That. Most I mean, cookie doughs, you need to wait a little bit. For the, me, the, my uh, cookie
0: dough making is you take the, the package off, and then you break the squares oh, off, <laughs> and then you put those onto a baking sheet. That's my cookie dough making. Yeah. So,
1: But I'll tell you, out of the oven, you taste them, they're mushy. When they when they firm up a little bit, they're still mushy, but they're more like squishy versus it's mushy. Like spongy. I don't know if that makes sense. Spongy instead yeah, of runny. They're, they're spongy, but they're also like... Uh, spongy in the bottoms crispy it's it's a really unique kind of deal it's they're really good my mom makes them every year
0: I've only had Um, I've I've had them a couple times and they've been like I'm realizing that shit that I've tasted in my childhood has been Oklahomanized which is mm -hmm. like very watered down flavor wise from the actual like original recipes not meaning that they're bad in any way but like there was some shit lost in translation along the way um, yeah, it's just not the same. Yeah, and like the wonderful part about the internet is we can find out how people originally made this shit and you know 150 years ago and they're like oh yeah, just because we don't have baker's ammonia is not a thing that we use anymore, like we can still achieve the same flavor by using these other ingredients and just waiting a bit and we're fine. And also, who really goes
1: yeah, you know, that stuff in Windex. <laughs> it's a little different but yes. Let's toss a little of that in <laughs> my gingerbread cookie. Hey, this shit. Yeah.
0: This shit killed Ricky. I feel Rick. like this year I need a little bit more ammonia. You know what it was? <laughs> it was people like us who like they didn't they couldn't donate plasma to get fucked up even easier in college. That's true, true. They were like, dude, these cookies are great. And then that juice yeah. killed Ricky last week. Well, if we put like half of it in this? You know what I mean? Just just a half, just a couple drops. See if we can get un poquito,
1: fucked up. Un poquito <laughs> ammonia.
0: <laughs> Let's see if we don't get fucked up too. You know what I mean? Just a little bit. Not dead fucked up because that is fucked no, no, up. I we mean, just want to get fucked
1: you up. You see Ricky over there. You see Ricky. <laughs> Rest don't in peace. Need Ricky.
0: You do the testicles, spectacles, wallet watch, or whatever the fuck it is. And then you move on because you That's thought about right. Ricky. <clears throat> But then you're like trying to get fucked up too. You know what I mean? Like this 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 Cold War bullshit is is nonsense. I can't I can't. Live oh with Cold it.
1: War uh, Cold War. I was thinking like maybe earlier. <laughs>
0: yeah, World War One.
1: Whatever. <laughs> Fucking the the, the, the uh, What is it? The, Nineteen eighty four. There's still
0: like, <laughs> mom. You got any more of those ammonia cookies? <laughs> hey, listen. I found some old recipes written by my grandma, and. There's Baker's ammonia and other weird shit in there, like alum. What okay. the fuck is that? You I'm know, pretty sure that gives that that automatic cancer. You know what I'd like? What I'd like to find is
1: the one, the one diary of war for the Cold War out there. <laughs> <And> like,
0: <It's, laughs> the one person who said, "War Day 2,335." I know. Welcome okay, if that's morning. the case, then I want to. I want to read someone's diary from the war on drugs. Dame nine well, Yeah, I mean same thing. Same thing. <laughs> no. Right? No, same the difference thing. is We're still in this war, Frank. I've been I've got the mm, thousand yard stare enough. for the last twenty years. <laughs> fair
1: enough. Fair enough. I'd like I'd like I guess in that manner I would also like a war on drugs. I'd like the Cold War Diaries and I'd like the war on drug diaries because both fantasy wars someone <laughs> took seriously someone out there is
0: writing a diary biopic i don't know biopic we've covered this biopic sorry. biopic just anyway yeah i go said ahead. biopic it's yes, um, a different <laughs>
1: uh, whatever <But> um, someone's <laughs> someone's busy writing this Or it needs to be a fantastic screenwriter's comedy um, of someone taking the Cold War seriously until the Berlin
0: Wall comes down and
1: they finally emerge from the caverns of their depths.
0: Um, I think that was actually made. It was Brendan Fraser was in it. Uh, (laughs) No, no, no. Mm. What was that movie called? That
1: was, no. Okay, first off, that astronaut man bullshit, man on Mars, whatever it was called, was not funny. Mm. Uh, need a real screenwriter around it. Mm, not second. No maybe,
0: maybe, maybe the second version of it's the war on drugs. Brian, blast from the past. That's what it was. Yeah, he was. A, it was a Cold War esque movie, and he came out and fell in love with Heather Graham, I think. And she was yeah, like, it was
1: a "Terrible flick, though. Terrible."
0: But flick. Brendan Fraser was in it. What do you expect? Yeah. I right, also. Me a I'm gonna go get my Christmas beer. Okay, you go get the Christmas beer. I'll and I'll update the people. Technically. Blast from the past tells the story of Adam Weber or Weber. I don't know how fucking it's pronounced. uh, The child of an eccentric inventor and his wife. Following a bomb scare in the 1960s that locked the Weber's or Weavers in their bomb shelter for 35 years. Adam Weber or Weber must venture out into Los Angeles and obtain food and supplies for his family. He meets Eve who is reluctantly who uh, reluctantly agrees to help him out. I mean, this just sounds terrible, but it's basically what Frank said. Um, here's what I would like to see. I would like to see if any of you uh, maybe uh, more veteran uh, people, uh, veteran, veteran uh, uh, like, I don't know, current events or uh, pop culture lovers uh, out there, I would like to see, like, a band of brothers but on the war on drugs. You know what I mean? Like, you know, the Band of Brothers was like World War II, like heavy, heavy drama, like, will they, won't they recover the body this week, or whatever the fuck it was. But like, war on drugs-esque. So it was like, will they, won't they plant this kilo of cocaine on this person of color? That'd be great. Uh, And then we just, you know, uh, uncover the systemic uh, roots of... Uh, racism within our police departments. You know, I think that would be helpful more than anything else. But I digress. Um, ladies and gentlemen, I am drinking, uh, Frank, as Frank pours himself a Christmas beer, I am drinking my third beer of the evening. Uh, you might have heard of it. It is, it's difficult to pronounce. It is Lane Stay Oh, I'm sorry. <clears throat> Lone Star. Lone Star Beer. And um, interesting, Lone Star has a period after it as if Lone Star is a complete sentence. Um, I got to be honest with you, it's a bold move by the Pabst Brewing Company to just make the name of their beer a complete fucking sentence. Obviously, we all know it's the National Beer of Texas, and that is a registered trademark. A lot of bolds, bold moves made by the Pabst Brewing Company out of... Los Angeles, California, via Russia, and <laughs> the oligarchs who fucking own Pabst Brewing Company. That's right. Uh, speaking of Pabst, it, was, it came out this week that Pabst is shuttering their craft brewery that they had built up um, that had three beers in its portfolio, all of which were fucking terrible. There were different variations on amber ales, both hoppy, malty, and shitty all of them containing the latter. Oh, Frank is drinking Tups. The, uh, is this the fucking Holiday Ugly Sweater? Ugly Sweater yeah. Holiday Amber Ale?
1: <clears throat> yeah, and I, I, I've actually, I've decided, and I know it's an individual uh, decision, but Brian will also tell you that my my enjoyment of spiced beer is, it's rather limited, um, I normally get very put off by overspiced, and a lot of them are just overspiced. Well, you're but also I, sensitive
0: I, to that those spicings too.
1: Yeah, in 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 a manner in beer. I mean, yes. I, I like nutmeg and like spiced wine and stuff, you know. So, um, what I really enjoy about this beer is it is it's spice, but it's not overly so. And then more importantly, when it comes to the, uh, um, the overall fact that it's an ale, an amber ale, it's, it's a good amber ale with spices uh, and it balances itself out. So yeah, huge fan, a great can design too. It's like an ugly Christmas sweater, but not ugly. It's like a cross stitch Christmas sweater. It's it's cool.
0: Uh, Tubbs does a great job with their branding. Regardless of what you think about their flavors of their beer, they do a great job branding their beers and being upfront with what flavors are going to be in their beer. So, like with their uh, DDH series and their TDDH series, or whatever the hell they decide to call those, they do a really good job of um, <clears throat> explaining what flavors are going to be in there and then actually following through with those flavors in the beer. So, I appreciate that as a consumer. And yep. as a person who buys things based on what the can says. If it says it's an amber ale, it better taste like an amber ale. 903 fucking looking at you with your ruse red. Get the fuck out of here with that bullshit. Well, I mean really any beer 903 makes <laughs> I, well, it. Was, brand. It was fucking it was the first one. It was a whole thing. But you know what I mean? Like you buy something that says something, it better be something. a
1: hundred percent. A hundred percent. And I'll say the one thing that'll catch people off guard. Uh, If you've not done a lot of Christmas ales, Uh, Christmas stouts don't normally go in this direction.
0: Well, stouts are ales, but I know what you're saying. Uh,
1: You know what I'm saying, okay? So, um, heavy clove, like super heavy clove in this beer. Well, in, Um, in
0: the Tup's beer? Yes. Okay.
1: Yeah. And I know a lot of people don't like cloves. So if you if you don't enjoy the flavor of clove, to me cloves is the season, right? So it's like it depends on where you're raised. It,
0: if you if your family put cloves in their turkey and or ham when they're baking it, exactly. That's that that's your connection to the season. My family Absolutely. didn't put cloves in, so when I tasted clove and food for the first time, I was like, what is this exotic spice, and where is it coming from? You're like, fucking Anglin? I'm like, oh, okay, that makes sense, I guess, whatever. So <laughs> if, if, you, if you're not, to Brian's point, if you're not used to
1: cloves, um, I wouldn't let this be my first venture into the, the okay. subject. Because uh, it, it's a creamy clove, right? Like, the ale in and of itself... Is, is already kind of like full bodied you've got this mouth feel to it you add the cloves to it it's a lot it is a lot but it is it is very pleasant because it's subtle okay. um, it doesn't overwhelm you but if, if you have never had cloves before you'd be like what the fuck it's, it's like if someone gave you something with uh, curry in it mm. right but it was a subtle curry flavor you will never not be able to taste the curry yeah. like oh what the hell is that Shouldn't be your first time <laughs> <and> <laughs> drinking a beer.
0: <laughs> um, hey, so yeah, I, so but you bring up a great segue into a little bit of a a boost uh, into what we're doing behind the podcast mics, coming out on Instagram at No beer Left Cast on Instagram and our YouTube channel at No beer Left Behind on YouTube. You'll see me myself Brian uh, breaking down six of my favorite holiday or seasonal beers, so the Christmas winter seasonal beers um, that I look for every single year, and uh, you'll you'll see me in uh, my comfy No Beer Left Behind PJs, and uh, I'll be breaking down what makes seasonal beers so fucking special, and one of the beers that we're doing, just a little sneak peek, is I'm doing RAR's Winter Warmer and the bourbon barrel aged winter warmer from rar talking about what makes winter warmer so special and what makes bourbon barrel aged beers in general special in the winter time so if that interests you be sure to check us out over on our our social media pages on instagram and on youtube so frank thank you for that little segue i appreciate it
1: yeah are are we doing a co a co tasting
0: of that I did not buy multiple beers for those tastings. I'm very, very sorry. I just went to...
1: No, I mean, well, I could buy the beer here, can't
0: I? Or no? No, I think you can. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> fair, fair enough. Question, um, but uh, what we're doing, or what I'm doing is uh, doing, you know, high quality video, uh, video. Oh, uh, it's here. like a full
1: filming. Okay, fair enough. Fair yeah,
0: enough. something's going on with the That'll audio. It'll be, be good for the viewers. Good treat for the viewers. Okay, sorry about that. We had a cable issue, um, which we've had. This has been. I mean, we 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 know how to troubleshoot on the fly, folks. Been doing this shit for five years. You know, we know what's That's up. That's
1: right. That's right. So, um, yeah. So audio issues aside, uh, what I wanted to say, and not sure
0: how it marries with the audio issues exactly, but <laughs> um, <laughs> well, we were talking. We were just talking about. Uh, but while we were fixing the audio issues, uh, Frank was talking about like, oh, you know, we we have our setup here, and everybody has a, a very different setup as far as podcasting goes. But that's like the quality of our audio is something that we kind of are proud of, at least.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, the audio issue definitely brought that to mind. I think the 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 thing is is, um, so okay, long winded story nonetheless. I'll tell it. Um. <laughs> So I I have been part of a, a fantasy football league here for the past uh, 10 years now. And um, it's kind of like, you know, left college. Some of my buddies wanted to start a league. We started a league. It was eight teams. Now it's up to 12. It's, it's a really good way to stay in touch with, you know, like obviously Brian and I stay in touch via the podcast and other shit. And Parker and I stay in touch in the same manner. Uh, these group of friends, uh, we get together once a year and do fantasy football, and it's a great time. Um, and so uh, we've we've done this now for ten years. And the first three years, I was terrible. Um, uh, a because I was working a shit ton, and didn't have a ton of time to devote to it. But more importantly, I had I had no <laughs> I had no inclination to. Okay, so I had another league that was like a $100 entry fee, and then I had this league that was 10 bucks, And I was hey, like, fuck the $10 league. I'm going to try it with the $100 league.
0: It was <laughs> literally the, the the FX show The League, but with Frank. He has his, his burner league, and he has his like, try-hard league.
1: Exactly. I had my cost-benefit in my own head. and yep. it, it, I mean, I won the other league, so I was like, "Oh, cool, not a problem. The other league didn't play this year because our commission had some issues with the NFL and that's okay. It's fine. I have my issues too. It's yeah. totally agreeable. Um, but <laughs> so, so three years running, I got, I, I think I got eighth place and then I got 10, 10, which is Sacco. Not a, no not sa- a good showing. <laughs> no, we had, no, we had no Sacco rules though. So I, for two years, I was like, what I am going to do is get, because our league rules are, you get to keep a player for the same price for two years after you pay that price for the player. Right. Okay. So it's fair. If you, if you find a diamond in the rough, you get to keep them for two years. That's yeah. how it works. Um, so you, you, you did a good job scouting and drafting. It's like, you know, and then the third year, everybody gets a bit on him and there's a little bit of a, a, a sort of a, a franchise, uh, uh discount, but it's not a lot. Yeah. Um, so in any in any 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 case I uh I essentially first year sucked second year I was like I am going to suck because I need to suck for 2 years so I can build a team I've got <laughs> so to suck just-
0: yeah, then I just roll over. There's no, no. way I can not suck this year. I have to suck. Absolutely, dude. Okay, so if you
1: look at these these league records for worst teams, they're still my teams from back in that day. That's like, embarrassing. You have to try to be this bad. I had I had people who like were rookies and on the bench of their team that I was like, they're gonna be good next year. I'm not fucking around. I will lose
0: this season because
1: the, the Sacco had no penalty right oh, okay. There was no penalty for being the worst so then after they kind of heard because i told uh andy who is who's a good friend what i was doing apparently that made it up the chain and they were like well i guess we need a penalty for losing you
0: fucked up um, frank
1: <laughs> no no i didn't fuck up i took advantage of it I've been better off. No, I mean, you so, fucked up
0: by telling someone, you got to keep that shit tight-lipped. You it's don't true. say it's anything. True. I guess the strategy should have been kept close to the vest. Yep. <laughs> but in any
1: respect, I uh, I have finished no worse than third for seven years running. Jesus. And, and and from the regular season perspective, I have finished at least second or first. I The playoffs have kind of dwindled me. Actually, I finished fourth a couple years too, but... The playoffs have always kind of you know, you can't determine how your team's gonna do.
0: But late in the season, you're fucked regardless because you could have somebody who it's just
1: random. Like it's just random. A
0: really good team is gonna sit their best players so they don't hurt them for their fucking playoff run. So yeah, exactly. Yeah,
1: Pat Mahomes might not play in week 16, and then you're like, oh, what the fuck? Yeah. So so it's not it's not necessarily always the best team that wins fantasy Mm -hmm. football, but. In any respect, I haven't gotten worse than fourth, even though most of my finishes have been first or second for like seven years of the 10. That's fucking super respectable, though. (laughs) And it's no, it's funny if only for the fact that I started listening to to this podcast called the fantasy footballers. Mm hmm. Who, very much like us, started recording in their bedrooms. Mm. Uh, we st- we st- we're we still there. Much respect.
0: Um, I, hey, this technically <laughs> is not a bedroom because there's no closet in here. So, Fair boom, boom. Fair enough. Boom. Real yeah. estate spaces. dropping on you. In so our so spaces. Is, okay. In yes, our spaces. Definitely
2: spaces.
1: Um, <laughs> Definitely not the fantasy footballers headquarters <laughs> like they have now.
0: Hey, we um, have an NBLB headquarters. <laughs> I have a fucking router that is named NBLB headquarters. So, basically... That's like tax credit. Do you need right
1: anything else?
0: Yeah, yeah. What, what else do you need? Do you fucking front doors? Do you need a bellman? Do you need a fucking receptionist? No, we should,
1: we should actually probably
0: just incorporate an LLC and start selling merch. You know what? Um, we definitely should, at least for the name alone. Uh, yeah, I
1: mean, we should trademark this name.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um,
1: <laughs> uh, so, We're going to so, cut that part. <laughs> no, cut that part out. Uh, so, so it, it, in any regard, the uh, the 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 fantasy footballers had their 1000th episode today. Um, and honestly, like we started our podcast right around the same time that they did. Mm -hmm. And knowing how much we've worked to build the audience that we've got and knowing, you know, how much, I mean, they started in a very, very underexplored space at that time. Yeah. Uh, fantasy football and they've done a great job. Uh, I just, you know, audio wise we sound v- like want to give credit to Brian our audio is as good as theirs cuz i listened to their podcast today and I was like shit you know like we don't sound much different um so so it, it's just it's good to see um individuals who have just i mean i think 99% of podcasting is just having fun mm-hmm. hobby connecting with friends you know it's it's not it's not something to be taken uh lightly but also not too seriously like we're not trying to put out shit content on a weekly basis to people because i don't think we do that no um but also we're not trying to be the serial podcast like you're not going to come here for your latest (laughs) uh, like murder mystery over seven series (laughs) um, with the sponsors of fucking uh uh, 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 (laughs) atlassian.com or whatever yeah um so, yeah, no, and, and also, you know, five years into it, I mean, pretty close to almost six years into it, mm-hmm. uh, just listeners, thank you. Like, we've had a great time. And and I think at some point, uh, uh, maybe for that six-year anniversary, because what I really liked about the, um, the way the fantasy footballers approached their thousandth episode mm-hmm. is... They had random drops of funny stuff that happened throughout the last six years. Yeah, we need an intern to comb through the fucking the thousands (laughs) of hours that we have.
0: No, I think if we split it up between
1: if we split it up between us, we could come up with like five really funny moments. Oh yeah. for sure. We don't, need, we don't need hours of content. We just need, you know, be
0: top five during some episode. But see, here's, um, the, here's the issue. Other shows have like, you know, 10-minute long bits that are their funniest parts. Our bits that are our funniest parts are like, the most listened to episode of No Bear Left Behind is called Sharing Shirts, okay? And it's amazing. It's amazing, but it got the name of the episode from the fact that I'm too fat to fit into everyone else's shirt at the time, and I was like, "Well, we can't be just you know passing around a fucking no beer left behind shirt for everybody to wear." It's not a if she like it's not the traveling pants version of MBLB <laughs> shirt. Like yeah, the it's just And that's how that name got the fuck. That's how the that episode got the title. And it was literally listened to like ten times more than every other episode of No Beer Left Behind.
1: You know, so so. I think I think the best part about our and and we will have we should have you know probably this next anniversary coming up in February we should have our funniest moments of the last six years, just oh, yeah. so we can all just have a good time again, <laughs> uh, listening back to that shit. Because I think our first episode's hilarious.
0: Like our first it's episode awkwardly is, fucking funny, dude. Um, the fact that we had fucking four people at one time on USB microphones, like. I, so I had I had a friend ask me, a friend, they asked me yesterday. I have answered. Would you
1: call that. them a compadre?
0: No, I was. I, I got caught up because, I, like, I was thinking of how many times I've answered this question over the last six years about like how do you start a podcast. And I was like, fuck. <laughs> <I> was like, <laughs> it's a
1: huge undertaking. It, like, it's it,
0: not, but it can be. Or you could just take what we've learned from starting a podcast and like bypass all those bullshit steps that we've taken along the way. And I was like, if you want to, if you're legitimately interested in starting a podcast, there's equipment out there right now that will, like, hundred percent that, that makes my job after we record obsolete. Like, it, honestly, like uh, the 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 troubleshooting that I go through before we start recording and the editing that takes place after we we're done recording. Yes, in fact, there are edits done after we record. Technically, not edits for content, just making our voices sound sweeter, but like there are there are pieces of equipment that cost around two hundred bucks. You can host this fucking podcast from anywhere for two hundred dollars
1: and that's i mean so that and, speaks a lot to where it's
0: gone yeah um, how far we've come but, as as uh like a podcasting being a relevant and viable communications option
1: yeah and 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 we we obviously like we do this because we have a um a large large to us um and i say large to us because one of the sneaker podcasts that i listen to they do this uh top 10 sneakers of 2020 uh or just top 10 sneakers of all time or top 10 air max 90s whatever whatever right and they always say to me because to me it's different than to you right Right. Uh, so it's just respect so um to us the industry's come a long way but we we also do it because to us it's 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 a really awesome way to connect with <clears throat> you know those people that we met around along kind of the, the side roads of life yep that we still care for um and they can hear our voices and hear our opinions and feel like they're part of our living room on a weekly basis and uh-huh. That's why we'll probably never stop doing it, whether or not we end up having a million listeners or a couple thousand a month like we do now. You yeah. know, like it's not it's not something that we yearn to. Um, if if we expand it far, cool, that'd be great. But if, if it doesn't
0: expand to the ends of the earth, then that's okay too. Somebody um, fucked up and asked me, wait, hold on, you guys don't have any sponsors? How can you afford to keep a podcast on? on? And I was like we can be, be we can be bought for far less money than you could ever imagine. <laughs> yeah, it's absolutely true. But like we don't,
1: we don't I mean would you would you feel as though right like if if podcasting were a job to us would we have as much fun doing it? No, fuck no. That's the problem, right? So like I think I think what I feel is though the people who are truly good at podcasting and I think we're pretty damn good. Like I, I think we could, if, if, I mean, we've, we've been co-hosts on other podcasts and we've been good. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't think, I don't think that's the issue. It's that if every single day you had to get up and you had to go record an hour and a half long podcast with content,
0: I know I couldn't do that. Depends on the um, content. I could absolutely do that. But I'm with you. Like, when money's on the line and livelihood is at stake, it's a di- whole different ballgame.
1: It's totally different. And I, 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 I vehemently respect the people who could do it right at the level that they're doing it still sounding as though they're having as much fun as they are. You know, like... Um, yeah, there are you're... there are No, hold on. There are many, many times when um, we get on this podcast and we try to... You know, f- kind of like find happiness during the time, you know, like you you don't have mm-hmm. that feeling that you want to cast today. Mm-hmm. The people who cast as often as they do and make the money that they do, they absolutely deserve that level of compensation. They deserve the f- the sponsorships. Like it is a lot of work to put this shit together. Um We do it when i mean obviously you guys know by now when we feel like it and it's often <laughs> but it 's not every week no um and we do we do we do thoroughly enjoy everybody who listened to it, but um by no means you know I, we 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 don't strive to be that fantasy footballer's level podcast Talk? like no. we 're doing this for fun. <clears throat> You know, we've got a couple thousand listeners every every month, and that's great. And if we expand it, that would also be awesome. So definitely leave reviews <laughs> and whatnot. But it'll never be something to the point where, like, atlassian is sponsoring this next segment or (laughs) or if we don't
0: have if we don't grow five thousand listeners this month brian doesn't have to pay doesn't get to pay the mortgage and exactly you know what i mean like that's the thing that 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 blows my mind like one like frank's right there every one of us have has had an episode where we like get on and we have to either like just grin and bear it Or someone else has to like carry the carry the joy for the cast. Um, there there was, I mean, even recently we've switched to a different model of like, hey, every Wednesday night we're on, you know, we flip the switch and we go we go live and uh, and uh, basically turn the bar light the bar sign on. If you want to come on and drink with us, you can. If you want to record, we can do that too. There was an episode that we did a couple weeks ago. It was just uh, myself and Parker. What you didn't know was that. Um, that episode started recording after an hour of conversation with Willem and Brian. <laughs> like, we were just hanging out and talking and playing video games, shooting the shit, and then Willem had to go, and Parker hopped on. I was still online playing video games, and Parker hopped on and he's like, hey, I really want to record. I'm like, alright, let's fucking do it. Turn the record sign on and, and uh, like, we went live for an hour and a half or two hours, or however the fucking long we did it. But you know what, like, that's the that's the approach that we have to this podcast. It's a uh, like drinking with buddies. Like it's happy hour on a Wednesday yeah. evening and like it always has been. If always mi- has been. If the mic has been hot, it gets recorded. If it's not, like we play Rocket League or FIFA or whatever the fuck we're playing and have a good time. Because the other side to that that Frank, I don't I don't think you mentioned or if you if you meant it, I didn't catch it. I love hanging out with you guys. Like you, Parker, Absolutely. Willem, Troy when he's available, Derek when he's available, Jay, that one time that he was on Jay, I'm looking at you. I mean, come on, come on, bro. He we was on talking. twice. He was twice? On twice? You okay? You're giving him two times. I'm gonna he was com- on two I'm gonna times. combine both times into once, and then fuck we it. even sent him a mic. <laughs> I, I bro, bro. Anyway, I, Kevin even was like Ke- my buddy Kevin, inventor. Yeah, why is he in, not been in my all? mind? Inventor of strip and go naked. Tells me about all the times that he's listening to our podcast while he's playing video games, like while him and his neighbor drink in their fucking man shed or whatever the fuck they're doing. Like, bro, you have a fucking, I know you have the ability to fuck it. You probably have like two or three microphones around the house. If you don't, you should hit me up. I'll set you up with a fucking microphone at this point. Come on. Like we, know, y- we, we 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 know he fucks around. Yes, we know you fucks with we. You know I know you fucks with NBLB. Okay, you fucks with NBLB. You're fine with we're good with that. You can fucking come on and hang out and talk with us. Because the other side to this whole thing is that you know what? If we can get one Natty Light drinker to understand why they like Natty Light, that's what I'm going for. I'm not trying to it's convert obsessed. someone to fucking drink a higher quality product because you know what? If Natty Light is what you like, then drink what you like. Just know why but, you like drinking it, and but, if but, why, why you like drinking it is because the fucking your house is on wheels. That's not that's not my end result. Like I want you to understand I, deep a yeah, yeah, deeper yeah, level. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> so, so so quite frankly, you know the beer the beer is always the sidekick here. You know, like yeah, I th- I think I think what's what's awesome about and the th- the thing that I really enjoy um, is the fact that yeah it's it's like a fires, fireside chat with friends hell and yeah we really enjoy all that time with everybody so with that being said um brian yes. i do have a little holiday treat oh shit. i will i will be getting probably sometime in january okay so maybe we can responsibly visit for your birthday maybe we'll see mm. we'll see how that works okay um But there is an other half-holiday bundle coming our way. Yay! And let me tell you, in in the annals of beer... Annals. Whatever. Um, It's not annals. No, it's the (laughs) annals. I I know hype beer because Mm -hmm. Brian and I have talked about a lot of it. We've tasted a lot of it. We've We've also gotten... Gotten a lot
0: of it through Taver. I was, gonna, I was gonna say we've both dabbled in different ways in the old hype beer culture.
1: Yeah. Um the one hype brewery in this world that is not overhyped is other half. Um, their shit is and I, I don't know, Brian, if you'll go this extent, you can be honest if yes. obviously you will be honest. Um the the hype around what they're doing to the Precision that they're doing. I'm not talking about just like they make a good hazy. It's like a very, very small percentage of, of breweries, I would imagine on planet Earth, make a hazy and they say it tastes like Orange Julius and it's fucking Orange Julius. Like, it's just what they do is so exact that they deserve quite a lot of respect. They get a lot of respect from me. I'm um, I'm really excited to receive this bundle because it was the first
0: other half that I've ever seen on Tavor, um, so yeah, I, that's awesome, dude. You just muted yourself on accident, but I, I I'll transition into it is awesome. I I, I do respect other half. Uh, Frank hooked me up with a fucking magnificent other half like bundle for my birthday like two years ago I think, and it was literally like an anniversary lineup. Um, it was amazing. And what made it amazing was that they basically marketed each beer, each anniversary beer. I think there were five beers in total. Each beer as a a double dry hop version with XYZ hops, double dry hop version with XYZ hops, and every, like, through the line. And every one of those beers tasted differently. Uh, They were all very on point as far as uh, flavor, off flavors being nil or hidden behind everything else, which is just as fine as nil with me. Uh, and every beer was highly, highly enjoyable. Um, they were also high high in alcohol, but it didn't taste like high in alcohol, which is also very enjoyable for Brian. Um, yeah. no, so they were, I mean, it was fucking amazing. And I know there are a lot of breweries all over this country who can do each of those things at any given time, however, the fact that other half presented them in a lineup that were was so varied in flavors, so varied in ABV, and so consistent in quality is what made that 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 gift that Frank gave me stand out so much. It was amazing because I like I, I have an appreciation for all beer sh- through and through. I can see the value in just about any beer that is handed to me. However, I can also appreciate the high quality of brewing that, go, that is involved. That's why a couple weeks ago we talked about American Solera. I'm like, I know the brewer there, Matt Denham. He's a fucking an amazing brewer. Like, if it is hazy and coming out of his brew house, it's going to be amazing. Jeremy Grinke from the brewery in, uh, in California. If it's a sour beer, if it is a, an, if, it, if that beer is going to hit wood at any point in time and Jeremy is involved, the beer is going to be fucking amazing. And like, there, there's some serious respect yeah, that I have just, for it's people. Just,
1: what it comes to is, is like, there, there is a level mm-hmm. that, you know, it's like Arthur Franklin with barbecue. Yep. Um,
0: if I've you can literally had... put on a master class on a prod, on a, on a process
1: i've only ever had franklin's reheated Mm -hmm. and reheated it's some of the best barbecue i've tasted now granted there are some things that they make that isn't as good as some of the best other things you know Mm -hmm. but brisket wise fuck yeah um there's there's very few now i mean it's it's highly unlikely you'll ever have better brisket than franklin um And it's because there's a process to selecting a brisket that isn't just every brisket. There's a process to seasoning it. There's a process to trimming it. You know, like when you add a step to anything, it adds a skill. Yep. That's the point. So when it comes to the hazy IPA world, you know, you're dealing with a couple of breweries that perfected that process. Everybody else is still kind of learning. and. There are there are things in that process that matter and other things that probably don't. Yeah. Um so, and and when you're dealing with Treehouse,
0: the literal probably originator of the style. Yeah. Uh, technically heavy, t- heavy Topper and Alchemist and but yes. Yes, sure. there's still an one, early adopter and somebody perfected it for the most part, yeah.
1: So, when you're dealing with the people who were perfecting the style, um they only had so many offsprings that actually did you know, the thing. Uh, Other Half happens to be one of those breweries. Yep. So, and they went a step further and tried some more experimental techniques and whatnot. So um, when you're tasting Other Half, if you can find it, when you're tasting Treehouse, if you can find it, uh, these are things to be enjoyed, but don't overpay for them. They're not, they're not like... It's not like tasting a uh, uh, a steak
0: that's leather versus a steak that's perfectly cooked and aged. Uh, it's you mis it's, you, it's a- you mispronounced a steak cooked by Brian. Okay, <laughs> but it is,
1: it, is, it is a you know it's a subtle difference. like there there is Tupps juice box is a very good juicy IPA, but it's not other half. no uh, There's a creaminess to other half that Tupps does not have. It's never had it in any of their hazy IPAs. And that's okay. It doesn't make it a bad beer. It's just there's this one element that's missing that other half doesn't just create with kind of that milk stoutiness. You know, like there's other ways that they create. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just it's interesting. You know, like to me, it's like there's this master recipe builder out there and they can fuck around with anything because they understand what they're doing so well. Yeah. And everybody else is really good at it, but they're never that The other half tree house. That's what they are in this world, in that specific beer kind of culture.
0: Yeah. And I, I mean, hazy IPAs have been around long enough, uh, at this point and enough, enough information has been gathered about the brewing process. And they still win. (laughs) Uh, Well, they see, here's the deal. Here's what I wanted to bring up. Uh, when you see uh, competitions and you see people talking about like, oh, well, X, Y, and Z Brewery won at GABF this year, so that meant, must mean they must have the best hazy IPA. <clears throat> Not necessarily as the best hazy IPA in that competition. I, I say that because the best hazy pale ale, I think that's the classification that, that at GABF this year, or the Great American Beer Festival in Denver, Colorado, <clears throat> The best hazy pale ale, which means it's basically an ABV uh, definer. So a hazy IPA would be a higher ABV version of a hazy pale ale. Hazy pale ale best in the country this year went to Blue Moon Brewing Company out of Denver, Colorado. So that was that. That is a good hazy IPA. Well, people lose. Well, and see, here's the deal: it was also only brewed with Brewpub. Didn't get national distribution. The hazy IPA no, but, that oh, that, the, that the Blue Moon distributed one didn't get it. Didn't win. And see that it's the, good. It's still good. And yeah. that's what the point that I was going to make is. Here's the other thing to the caveat to Frank's point of like, while yes, like Treehouse beers are notoriously amazing, other half beers are notoriously ethereal and fucking like alchemist beers, uh, like Heady Topper and beyond are fucking, like, world-class. They're amazing. They have dialed in recipes. They know what they're doing. But that is not to say that the Ranger, the the New Belgium Ranger Hazy IPA is not bad. Like, it's not good. I mean, it is fucking... Yeah, I was gonna it's, say, it's,
1: it's, it's not a bad beer. It's
0: not a bad beer. It's fucking amazing. And the fact that mm-hmm. they make it with a Hefeweizen yeast to fake some of those things that artisanal breweries, like, cultivate from... From uh, specific malt, malting batches, and uh, a, a specific yeast strain, and combining artisanal hops in with, dude, you can't argue with the fact that New Belgium hazy IPA tastes as good, if not better, than some of like your local, like fucking organically farm-raised, you know, free-range hazy IPAs out there uh they are fucking amazing. Sierra Nevada has one of awesome. the best hazy IPAs on the market with their hazy little thing. And then so, they go beyond with their other ranges. It's fucking amazing what's happening in the world and totally. I will and I will say this, it's thanks to the breweries like Alchemist, Other Half, Treehouse and like it's just fucking great. Tired Hands is another one. Like if it wasn't <coughs> for them, New Belgium and Sierra Nevada couldn't do what they've done. And it's fucking so, amazing. And,
1: and and to your earlier point, Paps
0: wouldn't even they wouldn't have considered opening up a microbrew. Um, that this is very true. I mean the amount of money that Paps Brewing Company threw into creating a brand that honestly was absolute dog shit from the beginning. Um but they at least tried. Yeah, they wouldn't have bothered. They wouldn't. Yeah, they wouldn't even give it a second chance. They they would have done what they ended up doing, which is buying existing microbreweries. Which is have, the way that all these breweries should operate. I mean, honestly,
1: you, Pat, you, should, you should operate the same way mm-hmm. that that uh, 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 the large liquor companies do. Well,
0: that's what that's uh, what most. Even as
1: family owned operations, family ran. Yep. But that's what no most
0: what Molson Coors did, and uh, Anheuser Busch did. Molson Coors did it with lining yeah. Kugels. And uh, Blue Moon, um, Anheuser Busch did it with their high-end brand uh, qualifier with Goose Island. Like people shit on Goose Island this time. No, of it's year. a great beer. Like Frank, you and I did a five-year vertical of Goose Island about this time last year, and and, and, was, and? Bourbon County Stout tasted
1: worse when it was Goose Island <laughs> than it did after. Well,
0: <laughs> I, I technically it was AV. So one year. It was just one year. It was it, just one year. But, yeah. but like, like honestly it didn't like the the end result didn't matter because like our wives drank along with us they had Fantastic. no cl- no clue when when the the crossover happened and they loved every one of the beers that we poured no it's true but it's the true. end result like that that being the end result was fucking phenomenal the same thing goes for Lining cool and blue moon when people taste them and like oh this is a macro beer i don't like that I'm like you know what Go fuck yourself. The same thing goes, like, people are saying the same thing here in North Texas with Revolver. Revolver was bought by... Rumor uh, has it. No, no, no. They they were they were outright bought by Molson Coors uh, a few years ago, and everybody's like, oh, it changed. I'm like, well, if you taste the change, which I was one of the people who did taste the change, by the way, uh, like, the change is a natural change, and that comes from the cultivation of yeast, the changing of ingredients over time because like their mainstay beer revolver, blood and honey. It uses something like, I don't know, 10% of the sugar that the yeast eats to provide the alcohol. 10% of that sugar comes from uh, orange blossom, the honey, honey from Texas, from, Gainesville, oh, Texas, that's, fr- that's to Fredericksburg, so good. like it's a, it's a centralized version of honey. Then they they blend all the honey together to yield the end result of sugar, so that the yeast can consume that sugar and create the alcohol. Well, it's and an organic beer is what it is. It's exactly what it is. And when it was explained to me. By the brewer at the time, Grant Wood, who was a fucking master brewer at Sam Adams before he moved to Revolver. When he explained that to me, I was like, oh, well, no shit. It tastes different now than it did five years ago. Yeah. It's a different fucking, There are different ingredients. The honey's
1: totally different.
0: And when that is explained, I was like, well, okay, I'm going to give it grace whenever I taste it. And going to appreciate it in a different way than I would otherwise. Yeah, because honey is a wicked ingredient. I mean, you are talking about something that if you harvest it two weeks later, it's a different piece altogether. It can be like you could almost be dealing with molasses. That's yeah. great. Yeah, and 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 knowing that that percent the, the percentage of flavor compounds come from something that is so wildly different year just, to year, week to week. Is it it's phalines. Yeah. It's super,
1: super freaking, uh, uh, oh, what's the word? Uranium is also this, it's not Half-life. stable.
0: It's not stable. <laughs> no. Uh, well, I mean, the issue is like, honestly, the re- I,
1: I guess it's just super unstable. Like you're, you're dealing with something that Finicky. unless you catch it at the exact, and this is why grapes are like this. Yep. Right. Like. Unless you catch it at the same exact point every single year, it's always going to taste different. And not only that, there's other factors. So yeah, I was like going to say. with You with- could have the same sugar sugar content within the honey. You could have the same sugar content in the grape. Yep. But but a fucking forest fire happened. But, you yeah, know, say, like, it could
0: but be if that. the if the rainfall is different this year than last mm-hmm. year, the pollen amount is going to be different from this year from last year, and the bees are gonna create different tasting and amounts Absolutely. of honey in between. And Absolutely. that's what that's what Revolver found when they first started the company. They were collecting honey from very, very small farms in like a very specific part of the state and they were like oh orange blossom honey tastes the same here all year long when they up production they're like fuck i've got to get orange blossom honey from a whole lot of different places and you're like well and, and, and it's and gonna it's taste super
1: unlikely that even that farm produces the same thing
0: you know exactly like that's- like year over year maybe but in the in a ten-year sample, no way. No, there's no fucking way, and it may be more the the, change, the taste changes may be more subtle if it's coming from one farm because then it is a an evolving like that's taste.
1: Fucking wild, dude! Mm-hmm. Like that's that's. I mean, you know that about honey if you've bought farmers market honey, I, But which two, I guess a lot of people listening probably have. probably.
0: But I was gonna say you buy two jars of raw honey from a farmers market at the same time they're going to fucking taste different and you're they're fucking bought at this. Like they're the same fucking batch.
1: Try this experiment though. Cause we, we, we had this, uh, we, we actually were fortunate cause I, I did not know this in my probably.
0: Frankie froze. Oh shit. He froze mid mid sentence of in my 20. I'm saying he's saying mid 20 years. I don't know what he's saying. I can't hear him. He's, he's paused. Oh shit. I have to pause this, and we're back. I'm uh, apologies. Uh, there's a lot of stuff going on. Frank, you were talking about your 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 bee honey experience over the last. I'm guessing. Yeah, you 20- know. Okay, so so
1: viewers, listeners, <laughs> thank you all around the world. <laughs> we're talking about the people in heaven, the people on earth. Oh, sure. um, they
0: have podcasts in heaven.
1: No, but they have viewers. Oh, <laughs> there we go. <laughs> okay. Um, so yeah, when it comes down to, it, you know, sometimes the cord they ship with your mic, headphones, etc., etc., etc. uh get a better version. Like that's probably where they're saving a lot of money, which in this case is probably the case. It's done. My my mic my mic is worn out. So whenever I slightly adjust the mic,
0: it just loses um, all connection.
1: Yeah, no, I mean I could I could just get Super excited, slammed the table, and it's like... (laughs) uh, So, it's unfortunate. Uh, Electronics aren't what they used to be, am I right? Uh, Um, Well, not back in my day. uh, So, when it comes down to honey, which is what I was, you know, kind of alluding to earlier. Yes. Specifically, honey in my 20s, nay, Mm, mm. early 30s. When... we we and i say we the wife and i had the privilege of uh having a farmer market uh honey i don't even want to say distributor it's a seller right it's like one person that uh comes out here and and sold some honey to us and uh this guy had three different hives and they were not i mean they were nearly 15 miles apart okay and the color in the honey was starkly different. Mm-hmm. So if you're trying to mass produce a beer based on honey, uh, it, it is quite difficult if you're trying to like hit uh, like a certain flavor profile. But I also think that it is respectable because so many, and maybe they should switch to, Uh, Valley series beers in that manner because uh, the big problem with uh, kind of big breweries who try to mass produce uh, uh, sugar based but mainly honey based beers is that they end up going towards the high fructose corn syrup mixes Yeah, Um, and it, and it, it ruins the flavor profile that the honey actually adds so I've got a bit of an idea, maybe, you know, just maybe in the other half tradition, um, you be a bit more creative about it. Maybe instead of barrel aged, you do honey valley and you do X, Y, Z beer from this valley, X, Y, Z beer from that valley, you know, like be, be, be creative instead of being mass, you know, like you could still be mass produced. But branding, you know, like someone from the marketing team should come up and say, guys, it's a little more work, but, but flip it, you know, flip it in, in the not so, uh, it's all blood and honey? Maybe it's blood and honey and uh,
0: Wimberley fucking East Valley or something. Funny you mentioned that. They now have Revolver Blood and Honey Citrus Blonde Ale, which basically they take a like down the honey content so it's not as high in alcohol, but they add the like more orange peel which is also in blood and honey it's, it's to make kind of it a citrus it. balance. Yeah. And uh, honestly, I tasted it a couple of weeks ago. I don't think I posted it on the gram at nobody left cast on Instagram, uh, but I have a nice high res picture of it. You know what? It's actually not that bad, but you don't. Okay.
1: So, I mean, I think we're actually onto something here though, Brian. Okay. I think if, if, if we had small batch brews, mm-hmm, with valley concentrated honey, right? Like we're not talking about uh, the honey from DFW mixed with the honey from Kyle, Texas. Right. We're saying, okay, take the Kyle, Texas honey, name it something. Take the um, Fredericksburg, whatever honey, name it something. You know, like much more regional bl- blends where the flowers are at least like similar. You know, the the pollinating whatever they're 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 going after is similar. Right. Uh, you you could have some kind of like a reserve series in that. Like I, I just think it's interesting because blood and honey definitely does taste starkly different year over year. Like it's it's not a small thing. Yeah. Um. And I and I feel as though if you do not the blending but the sort of siloing of those honeys, you might be able to do something with it. I don't know. It's it's
0: interesting thought you know like it's i mean the the end result is like let's just figure out a way to make good beer regularly yeah but also something unique well here's the deal if you're making good beer that's fucking unique now isn't it no yeah you, okay sure but i i think
1: we were talking about other half right like yes i think if 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 you if, if you're trying to hone in something that is both unique and perfected You've got to find that. Yeah. And honestly, like Texas honey is super different. It Uh, is. The way that we have, I mean, the honey that you find in the fall in, in Kyle, Texas versus the spring, it's like two different worlds Mm -hmm. and no, no one else has that many pollinating seasons, you know? So Minnesota, fuck no! You don't have a fall pollinator. Like they're <laughs> the all gone. frozen by then. <laughs> yeah. So so, it, I I find it wickedly interesting that like we're down here, you can go to a farmer's market, middle of November, like right now. It's super dark. All the honey looks. It's not molasses, but it's like brown sugar syrup. Right. Um. And you go. You go like May, and you can see through it. Yep. It's clear honey. Um, <laughs> yellow, but like piss yellow. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's it, there's got to be some really interesting brewing that could happen in that world. And I think blood and honey is a start. But start a series. Like someone go out there, go find the valleys of interesting honeys in this world, which there are plenty of in Texas. Mm-hmm. Start brewing them in that concoction that you're currently doing. And release them as limited releases. Like, I just think there's
0: there's something wickedly interesting available that is not currently out there. Right. I completely agree. Like, honey and brewing is not something I've ever exper- experimented with um, as a home brewer. But it's one of those things because, like, it's so vastly different, like, like we talked about, um, that I've always steered clear of it. But I know there is money and there is education – that is out there and available for brewers. Fucking take advantage of it. Take Frank's advice. Like fucking start doing this. And, I'm down with that.
1: And different because it's not consistent. Yeah. Not because it's not good. It, like I, I think that's that's the thing that people need to realize.
0: If you're going to do this, it's going to be inconsistent, and that's okay. Yeah, that, that's that's what makes a limited series. Mm-hmm. So one of my favorite beers of all time. And spoiler alert: This also makes the holiday beer series video series um, is Sierra Nevada Narwhal. Uh, oh God, that's such a good beer! So Sierra Nevada Narwhal is just a, an imperial stout, consistent as fuck. It's so good. It's so good. But they make a barrel-aged Narwhal, which is what hits my like upper echelon top five beers of all time. I think you and I have that together. Uh, I have, I have had it with. Derek, I remember I opened it up on a New Year's Eve where Derek was in town. It was after he left Dallas and he had come back to visit. I think with you, I know I've had narwhal standard narwhal because I not barrel aged. Barrel-aged. No, okay, but okay. I think I think the ones that you and I had were about a year old um, because okay, at that time okay. I was thinking a narwhal vertical would be very tasty, and what had happened was. I just drank all the fucking narwhal in my refrigerator, and they never had time to age. Which, whatever, it happens. It's a good as ass it were, beer. as it's, it were. It's a good ass beer, but the barrel-aged narwhal, all those, all the narwhals and the narwhal variants over the years. Oh. <laughs> Nar, narwhal narwhal swimming in the ocean causing a commotion because we are so awesome it's a fucking it's a youtube video from back in the day
1: anyway narwhal is the best the best animal in the ocean maybe
0: it's the fucking unicorn of the sea anyway narwhal is famous for having honey malt added to it which in stout in the stout world honey malt is not a thing that you typically add and uh Sierra Nevada Narwhal has it, and it makes it a very complex, like, malty build. Honey malt, obviously not being the same thing as honey added, Um, it is that, like, bridging the gap of bringing the flavors of honey uh, and the consistency of malted barley uh, into the fold. And I will tell Yo, you this from and, someone and, who's brewed beer with, uh, like, brewed a stout, a heavy, heavy, heavy ass stout, and brewed a heavy, heavy, heavy ass stout with uh, malted honey or uh, honey okay. malt, It makes a difference, and it's fucking delicious. Frank, I opened so, up, I opened up beers that I brewed over two years ago, like almost three years ago at this point, and they're fucking amazing, and they're home brews. So they're with Brian's dumbassery mixed in.
1: But is it similar to, like, brown sugar versus... Oh, versus Uh, what?
0: Sorry? I I heard brown sugar. I didn't hear the versus. That's why my reaction stopped. Oh, no, no, no. no. So
1: is is it similar to, like, brown sugar, molasses, and white sugar? Or is it more like burnt sugar versus... or, Or caramelized sugar versus... Um, like caramelized brown, you know, like the, that's all very different flavors.
0: So yeah, well they're all, so honey and honey, ad, or honey malt and honey added, very stark differences because honey added depends on where you add the honey. If you add honey at the end of the boil oh, got and it I, has got time it, got it, got to it. caramelize, then it produces yep. it a one flavor. If you add honey in like post fermentation, it's a sterile. It's a sterile product. It won't. It shouldn't cause any weirdness. But it. Oh. it but it does. And then uh, versus honey malt, which you add in the the you know the 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 mash process yeah. yeah yeah it's it tastes very very different no
1: I, di- I didn't actually think about it that way that makes sense mm-hmm. yeah so it's it's like yeah it's it's honey malt versus just honey honey yeah and then the honey can be added whenever that makes sense that makes i yeah so so all all goes to say though it's about you know smartly experimenting here like right. i i think i think the thing that frustrates and we've been very clear about it is there are so many of these beers and, and I'll go with Tups, right? Okay. Um, when we tasted Tups the first time, wickedly weird combinations of shit. I mean, just like, what are we doing here? Uh, we're trying to make an <laughs> ale that tastes like brown sugar or whatever. You know, like it's it's it, it was intensely strange to have tups
0: five years ago. Real quick, I think they had a black American wheat ale. Which I'm gonna yes. be honest with you, don't ever their try best, to make a no fucking their, be, their best beer five
1: years ago was their black IPA. It just was. Um so 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 they've gone they've come gone and come a significantly long way um but it was through intelligent experimentation you know like if you're going to now further the beer game there are very smart things that you can do understanding what beers do today right and i th- i honestly think your your i mean the reason i'm so passionate about this is just through your statement about the guy who brews blood and honey and he's like i can't get a consistent flavor dude that is your absolute opportunity for something super unique yeah like take that honey don't combine it separate it each one is a batch charge 20 bucks a bottle for it (laughs) and people would buy it because they already buy blood and honey yeah you know like leave some of that shit off to to tell us what each valley's beer tastes like um and i think it's interesting that all we care about in a lot of these beers is hops because hops honestly provide flavor to about four or five different styles uniquely yeah and then the rest of them hops are sort of a secondary accoutrement <laughs> and we we you know deal with the malt and we deal with you know the grain bill and we deal with you know all the other spices that people add and all that shit. right so th- there's so many different ways to make a beer and I-, I just find it really really awesome that on 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 this podcast we like them all a and b you know like instantly when when you brought up the fact that the honey was a was a thing it's like we're like yeah well why don't we fucking do the honey you know like it's (laughs) like because i think it could be really interesting yeah like super super unique it could be the other half of the texas region they don't have that advantage they don't have three different versions of honey that come out every year right so yeah it's just very very cool like all this shit is just a recipe that people need to fuck around with
0: <laughs> well and that's the thing like and and experiment with not just necessarily like a, a hop on a hype train you know what you can create your own no. hype you can absolutely create your own hype do some research and I,
1: I think from the beginning we've never been hyped right. like my favorite beer and people still know this to this day is an ESB and it, it is an undefined style <laughs> That is
0: essentially it's, just... It's an undefined American style. There is a yeah, style like, guide for it if you need to know it.
1: Sure, but in this country, it's, it's like yes. an ESB is an ESB, but what is it? An, you an, know, ESB, it's like,
0: an ESB is like an American amber ale. It can be a lot of things and nothing at the same time. And it needs to be low in alcohol. Like, that's the Well, that's the technically the definition a, of an ESB right. versus a special bitter versus a bitter.
1: Yeah it's a pretty key and i love esbs they're like two to five percent no two to four percent and yeah you know it's 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 one of those things where like you find your style you like it but let's you know let's try
0: additional things let's try to perfect things but not perfect it at the same time here's what's up my favorite beer to drink right now is Lone Star. I talked with a good friend who is an advanced Cicerone and the beer that he's drinking is Guinness extra stout. And And we both admit that the beers that we love to drink at the moment are riddled, riddled with off flavors. But for some reason, those off flavors meld together into an enjoyable beer experience. And you know what? that's what it's all about it's the having the beer that you like to drink the way you like to drink it drinking it in in mass or at one at a time over a long period doesn't matter like that's what we're here for is to enjoy most important thing the beauty of beer and uh like i said at the moment like lone star is my shit i fucking love it it's it, also real quick lone star is not a logger. Lone Star is a perfect example of a cream ale. Boom. Like Frank, I think last time you were you stopped by, you'd, like you'd we had that, that discussion. Man. And it's be- like when you brought up like it tastes a little sweeter to me. I was like, well, as it should, because it's an ale. <laughs> it's just really cold fermented. It's clean fermented. But it is still an ale. The same way with Pabst Blue Ribbon. It is a hybrid beer. It is not a lager. It is not an ale. It is somewhere in between. And you know what? It's okay because it tastes fucking amazing. And on that note, as you hear from the music popping up in the background, Ratatat from. Ah, fuck, I forget who it is. And if you know who it is, please leave us a comment over on our Twitter page or Instagram page at Uh Let us know who sings Ratatat. Hmm? Uh, or or a place sings this is a fucking probably on TikTok it's an instrument no these motherfuckers are around way before TikTok ever heard of MG (laughs) ever heard of MGMT they provided the beats for the original MGMT album so let me know who I might be referring to I just say management their name is MGMT Frank please have some goddamned respect for the artist Anyway, maybe don't maybe don't use an acronym. it <laughs> would
1: be better off. It'd <laughs> be fun. Let me tell you right off. now.
0: MGMT got me through the late aughts, early 2010s. From literally 2008 to 2012, 13. Porque no los killers. Okay, I'm sorry. Sams Town wasn't doing it for me. It wasn't cutting it. Uh, I, I I even Fusion? No way. No. Dude, I fucking went to Vegas the week that Samstown came out by the Killers, okay?
1: Oh, that's unfortunate.
0: Let they were just, gone. No, They let, already let, went let on just, their
1: tour at that point.
0: But the coolest thing you could do at that point was to pass the Welcome to Las Vegas sign while listening to Sam's that's Town. Right. You know what I mean? Like, it's fucking sick. I'm
1: Mr. Bright. Side. That, was, that was the first Sam's album. But, yeah, no, I understand this fusion, but yeah. Yeah. I I would have, okay, funny fact about the Killers, never brought it up on the cast, they are still in the UK top 100 to this day for Mr. Brightside after it was released, whatever, 15 years ago. They hit the top 100 every year at least once, period.
0: All right, well, let's bring up the other uh, connecting stat to that in the state of Texas. We have not had a single day without a a fatality on Texas roadways in the last, like, 20-something years. (laughs) Okay, I'm not sure why that is Uh, related to Mr. (laughs) Rightside. No, because people are getting (laughs) killed on the road. You know what I mean? So it's like killers on the road there is the opposite of bright side. That's you know a, I mean? stretch. I get it's a stretch. I It's a stretch. No, I get it. I get it. I get it. It's a morbid stretch, but it is a stretch nonetheless. Well, when you live my kind of lifestyle, there is no definition of morbid. <laughs> well,
1: I mean, Everything I so, is yeah. morbid.
0: No co-morbidities, if it were. No, no. It's fucking Baphomet. I ride Baphomet into the office every day. It's fantastic. What I figured. that's yeah. what I figured. Okay. So for Brian here in North Texas, thank you all for listening to us once again this week and every other week. If you like what you hear, please leave us a review over on iTunes. Uh, Five stars only, please. If you don't like what we're doing, maybe just shoot us an email over at nobeardleftbehindcast at gmail.com Let us know what we need to do different, or uh, you can just leave us your opinion and we can tell you to go fuck yourself. Either way, we really appreciate it. For Brian here in North Texas, I am out.
1: Yeah, one way is definitely more uh, simple. If you uh, would like to face the wrath, please do reach out uh, via email or whatever message you want to reach out in. Um, yeah, it will be merciless. Uh, to, uh, to Also, leave your show, socials. It'll be great. It'll be good fun. Um, five-star reviews only. Honestly, um, you know, as it were.
0: Hey, uh, real quick, what? before we... Fa- I'm sorry to interrupt. <laughs> the what is really set it off. Um, what? So real quick, my drunken ass uh, said, hey, who sings this rat tat song? The question should have been, what rat tat song is this? Oh, there like it a is. a fucking okay. asshole. I'm very, cool. very sorry. I was thinking back. I was like, something didn't come out right. Yeah, no. Rattatat is the fucking artist. Got it. And like a dipshit. I fucked that one up. I'm my hands on that one. That was my bad, y'all. What Rattatat song is this? If you know, fucking leave. Let us know. Okay, I'm going to go <laughs> away now. I'm going to go away. I'm gonna, bye. No, don't You might not want to. Bye.
1: Uh, I got a question, Brian. Uh, eh? what, what do you call... A typo on a headstone. Crypto? A grave mistake. I'm out. Bye-bye.